Hello and welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Ellison. I'm Russell Howell. And this is Story by Chance. Show we come talk about all things television, movies, news, streaming, all that good stuff. And this week we decided, to, well, this episode, I'm not going to say this week because you know, we, fail, we failed being weekly once again. Uh, we decided to dedicate a, a this episode to one of the biggest movie stars of our generation. Someone who is in firm position to win an Oscar this year. Or, sorry, next year I should say. Mr. Will Smith. Uh, to which you guys gave us Independence Day. Uh, first of all, it's a little hard to believe that we've done almost like 130 of these shows. Never talked about one of his movies. Not once. Crazy. I mean, yeah, I mean, they were on there and just never never got around to them. And, and this is the first one we do. It's kind of crazy. But, uh, this, yeah. This is also not the opportune time to talk about this movie, but you know, we'll get to that later. Uh, regardless, <laughs> uh, to, until then, uh, you know, but before that, we have our other things to get to. First of which is, uh, you know, where, we, where we're at in, in terms of football right now. Uh, yeah, something I've learned the past couple weeks in the NFL is I've, I've learned one great truth. There are no good teams <laughs> this year. Yeah, it's uh, very, is, uh, it, yeah. Every te- there's no, like, super dominant squad on the field right now. Every team is just varying levels of okay or bad in some yeah, cases. I mean, any given any given Sunday, it rings true. Uh, when you think you figured it out, it just it goes completely upside down on you. Yeah, I mean, and those all that happened in the last two weeks was the uh, I think I think it'd be what the Titans getting spa- uh, yeah the, the Titans getting smacked by Houston. Yeah, yeah. Or or Minnesota winning a winning on a game winning field goal. Yeah, I mean those. Yeah, definitely a couple of the. Uh... Uh, yeah, so it's, it's it's a lot to go. We're not gonna get it. We're not gonna really go over anything super unless it's like super notable, which is nothing I can quite remember. Uh, and yeah, unless it was the Colts absolutely blowing it against Tampa Bay, which way to go? You had it. You had. Did you, did you see that game? <laughs> Yeah, just can't close the deal. No, but you know we're, we're, what we're gonna do is we're gonna look we're gonna look ahead and we're gonna look at you know even further ahead we're gonna look at you know playoffs what what we're what we're gonna be looking at possibly next postseason or at least as of right now. Uh, so looking forward to this coming Thursday, you got the Cowboys versus the Saints, two teams that uh, both under well not yeah not, yeah underperformed is the right word to say because both of them lost. Uh, yeah, they'll be going head to head. It's in it's in New Orleans. Uh, I hate to say it. I got a fa- I got a favorite Dallas on this one, especially because we don't know. Yeah, if, I do. Yeah, we don't know if Kamara is going to be playing, and if he's not playing, and James is again still out for the entire season, still their highest their highest stat quarterback. Yeah, figure that shit out. Um, because yeah, Trevor Simeon is not Trevor Simeon's not the guy. Uh, Russell, what do you? Th- you're also also taking Dallas. Yeah, I mean, as much as I was so excited to see them lose to the Raiders on Thanksgiving, uh, yeah, I, I would just say that New Orleans looks really, really, really bad. So, yeah, I, I would say Dallas on this one. Yeah, I'm, I mean, Sean Payton really should be in the house. He'd be fired. He's, he's just he's really lost his stuff. Uh, so up next, we got Buccaneers versus Falcons. Val- things are not, just not getting easier for the Falcons. No, I mean, does, does yeah, help not that, when you got to play those guys twice. Doesn't help that Matt Ryan's just forgotten how to be a quarterback. Like he, 
I mean, this dude won an MVP at one point. You had explosive talent with you, man. It's crazy. A couple years and the, your your go to your bread and butter, Julio Jones, man. It, it's crazy to take him one receiver out of the equation. He's completely lost. Well, not to mention, like he's, he lost two. Calvin Ridley retired in the middle of the season. Oh, yeah, that's true too. Yeah, yeah. Best target he's got is, is Kyle Pitts. That's it. That's all he has. Yeah, it's definitely crazy. I mean, they need to get him some weapons in the off season. Yeah, they should, or shit, maybe get, maybe, maybe get rid of it, maybe, maybe move on, maybe try somebody else because uh, he's, he's getting up there. Can't do this forever. Yeah. Uh, Cardinals versus Bears. Uh, this this should be another stop. On okay, keep in mind, there are reports came out before Thanksgiving saying Matt Nagy would have was going to be fired after the game. The game yeah. happened. They won. He was not fired. All of Chicago's yeah. fucking pissed. Uh, and this game shouldn't help because he is not going to. Be, he's going to be back. He's going to be calling plays again. He's going against one of the best teams in the NFC. Uh, Stranger things have happened, but I'm definitely going Cardinals on this one. I mean, I hope the Bears won, obviously, for the uh, West. But uh, yeah, I, I don't see the Cardinals really dropping a game to the Bears. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's not going to happen. I'm taking taking Cardinals on this one. Uh, two big playoff hopefuls in this one, led by two very similar quarterbacks. Uh, Chargers versus Bengals. It's, Gotta get the Bengals, man. They're hot. They are. They're they're looking real hot. They're looking real hot. I'm hoping Chargers, but because I, I also just do like do like Justin Herbert. Uh, but I'm going I'm going leaning slightly towards Bengals, but hoping the Chargers win. The Lions continuing their trek towards the bottom. Playing the Vikings. Uh, oh, man, this is, yeah. Here's, here's my question. Trap. Is it a trap game? Trap game, absolutely. That's what I was absolutely going to say, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I thought, and I told you on the last show, I said that uh, Detroit always plays tough on Thanksgiving. I, I was right. Um, it just, we just don't know how, they still know how to close it out. Um, but they do play tight. Uh, Thanksgiving. I don't know. I mean, they've been in majority of the games that they've played. They just have a tough schedule. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm not saying that the Bears are tough, but to start off the season, they had a really tough, tough road. Um, I'm going to go Minnesota slightly. Don't be surprised if Detroit gets their first one on this one, though. I mean, are they are they going to go 0 16 and one? Very first team in I don't. I don't think it's going to happen. I, they're going to get a win. They play competitive. I mean, they. I mean, look at some of the games they've lost, man. I mean, look at look at the heartbreaker. Baltimore, uh, San Francisco, they almost came back. Um, I mean, they they play they play tight. They just can't put a, a whole four quarters together. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Next up, you got uh, the Giants, who just had a mildly impressive win against the Eagles. Again, I say mildly because it is the Eagles. Uh, versus yeah. the Dolphins, the Dolphins that putting together a pretty good, pretty good streak in the last couple of weeks, especially after yeah, walloping so uh, the Panthers last yeah. week. I've had to watch uh, the games with my wife, but uh, yeah, I've been impressed. Uh, same thing went with uh, watching the Dolphins game again um, this past week. I mean, they look. I mean, they look when when they're on, they're on. Waddle looked really good. Uh, Miles Gaskins got really got the, a lot of touches and and really uh, opened up that running game that they usually, you know, like to like to run. But, uh, yeah, they look pretty good. So I, I, I'm going to go with Miami on this one. Yeah, same here. Uh, Eagles versus Jets. This is <laughs> – and they're granted, the Jets did win last week against the, against the Texans. So this team is surprisingly yeah, the Texans. not 
this is not a one or two win team. They've won three games, but come on, no, it, it's going to be Philadelphia. It's got to be the the Eagles for sure. Um, New York football man, they're showing that they don't want to be in the top five drafting, but uh, yeah. I'm going to go with uh, Philadelphia on this one. I don't think the Jets are, you know, the Jets beating up on Houston. That's really not something to pad your resume with. So I'm going to go with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Colts versus Texans. Uh, this Again, Texans pull, the Texans pull out of an improbable win against against um, fucking yeah. Yeah, Tennessee. However, yeah. keep in mind, yeah. Tennessee has been wrecked by injury. Dude. Like they are, they have been. They are on pace to have the most active used players in a se- in a season in NFL history. All I gotta say is Holy New England, man. Yeah. Is it? Is that crazy? What a what a turnaround. Well, we'll we'll get, we'll get to New England in a second, but uh, yeah, definitely taking Indianapolis on this one. Yeah, I'll go Indy on this one too. I I don't I don't see why that would change. And and speaking of which, Jonathan Taylor, holy shit. Yeah, this kid uh, in fantasy football had – he was going to the week – a couple weeks prior, I had – I got the, the our, our highest, like, single score. I think I had, like, 184 points the way that they do it. Um, and he had uh, Honey Badger, and he had a bunch of other players that went off. And he was projected to go over 200. But Dax laid an egg uh, in that one game. He only scored, like, seven points, I think, in, in fantasy football. And he ended up not. He ended up going underneath my score, which I had to laugh about because he was like projected to blow it out of the two hundreds, which is like it's really hard. If you look at our league, two um, hundreds pretty. It's like amazing because all of his players were doing amazing, and then Dak Prescott completely choked and blew his uh, his score up. <laughs> but yeah, Jonathan Taylor, man, what a what a five touchdown game, man. You, I mean, that's crazy. I mean, shit, Derrick Henry's Derrick Henry down for the year. Jonathan Taylor saying, you know what, I'm gonna be MVP. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next up, we got uh, Rams versus the Jet. The Rams, I, I have, I have trouble with them because very this bipolar. That, this is a team that, sh- on paper, should be just the dominant force in the league. They, they just, should be. I mean, they should be like the greatest show on turf. Just, they just be. you have exactly the same blueprint, you know. Yeah, but yeah, but now they're just they're just, they're underperforming. And keep in mind, they put so many, so much money and so much resources into getting this particular squad. And their goal is yeah. Super Bowl, Super Bowl or bust. It's looking yeah, at I mean, you can't, bust. you can't build a team like that though. I know, like you can see some of the, like basketball is more, I think, formidable. I think you can do that a little bit more. Um, so, uh, Football is just hard to do that. Uh, you really can't see like buying a Super Bowl year in and year out. You know what I mean? It's it, it's really hard to stay competitive, and that's the great thing about the NFL as opposed to the NBA. You know what I mean? It's harder to do that. Um, yeah. If if the the personalities don't clash, you see it. You know, proofs in the pudding. I mean, granted, they played Green Bay. It wasn't like they were playing, you know, Detroit or something like that. But you know, keep in mind, you know, it's a playoff team. You're gonna have to beat a team like Green Bay to go in the playoffs. And they kind of looked. I mean, they stayed competitive, but they looked. They didn't look like the Rams, the dominant Rams that we've seen. That being said, I'm still taking them over the Jaguars. Absolutely, for sure. A team that is indescribably awful. Yeah, you just got to go uh, go get the coach a lap dance, I guess. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> football team versus the Raiders. Now, the Raiders' season is far from over. They're sitting 65 yeah, right yeah. now. They're, not, they're nowhere near done. Uh... 
I'm leaning towards Vegas. It looks like they kind of caught their groove against Dallas. They actually played pretty well up until, up until the up until the end where they let Dallas catch up again. Actually, or were they down going to Dallas? No, they were up. They were, they were up. They were up, and then Dallas came back. Yeah, that's right. I was say yeah, I was right. I was right. So yeah, they were yeah. playing well yeah. until the defense collapsed in the, in the final in the final yeah. uh, half of the game. Uh, but regardless, I'm still going Vegas on this one because Washington does. I'll go. I'll go Vegas too. Uh, just depends on what Washington does tonight. Because if Washington wins, I think they they get they inch closer to 500. So I mean, not yeah. saying much, but still. Uh, then we got Sunday night football. You got the Broncos versus the Chiefs, two teams that are very very off balance in terms of talent, but actually very close in terms of record. Yeah. Uh, leaning towards Kansas on this one. It looks like they might be finding their groove again. Yeah, I'll go Kansas City. Uh, I seriously doubt they're going to go. Uh, I don't. I doubt they're going to go places next in the postseason, but it looks like they're finding their groove again. <laughs> and of course, I'm picking the Steelers, even though we are not looking. We are not looking great in any facet. But well, you guys, you guys got manhandled. Yes, we did. Yes, we did, Russell. Oh, and uh, speaking of the, uh, you know, our team, let's talk about the 49ers versus the Seahawks—a game that you should probably win handedly. Let's let's get it, baby. Let's get a little respect here. Three in a row. Let's get it going. Um, uh, Debo Samuel is going to probably be out, and I think linebacker Freddie Warner is going to be out for this game too. Not not saying that that's a whole lot, but they're going to focus more on Brandon Ayuk, I think. And George and Kittle, Kittle is the reason why I'm going to lose fantasy football. Uh, this week because he got me three points and I am losing right now by less than two points. So thank you for that, guys. But um, yeah, I, I think I, I like what's coming together now with the with the clash of running and and throwing the ball. Garoppolo's doing just enough to win the games. Defense is playing, making big plays when they need to. Um, I, I like it. I like it. So this team is definitely catching the momentum at the right time and let's keep it let's keep it rolling against the uh, arch nemesis of the West, man. I got the Niners over the uh, Seahawks. I'm I'm leaning towards the Niners too, just because Seattle just looks. I don't know what happened. They they they're they look. looking really bad. It's, it, it's, it's crazy. The trajectory of the Seahawks is interesting because they were like, again, one of the worst teams in football. And like the two in the for most of the two thousands, Pete Carroll steps oh, in. Oh yeah, for sure. You get Russell Wilson. You get the Legion of Boom. They become one of the best teams in the NFL. Then uh, they even then, before that, Sean Alexander and those guys. But yeah, you I know, mean, yeah. Well, Sean Alexander uh, and Hassel back when in the they day, got yeah. to that one Super Bowl, yeah. But after that, there's just yeah, just downhill. Oh yeah, no, not as much consistency as as obviously now with, you know, with uh, gum chewer. <laughs> yeah, but um, and yeah, now they now and then you know Michael Butler intercepts them. They, they don't become a dynasty, and then yeah, they, they are here. Here's where they are now. You just got to run the ball in that situation. Just run the ball. Hey. That, that, that I still, mean, come that, on! I, that still dude. has to be one of the dumbest things that I've ever seen in football. I mean, you clearly weren't. I, I I get it. They they wouldn't expect it. I get that. But you throw it literally right to Malcolm Butler. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, definitely hand the ball off to the tank. And then Monday Night Football. It's a, it's a it's a grudge match. It's a, it's a it's a team who wants to be a Super Bowl hopeful when in the Buffalo Bills. Versus their old nemesis, who may have found new life again, the New England Patriots. Dude, those Patriots look sharp, dude. New England on this one. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what happened, but they are just—they're finding themselves again. It's so uh, bizarre. 
Can I, since we're talking about football real quick, can I uh, just tell you a breaking news on my phone? LSU is going to be hiring Notre Dame's Brian Kelly as head coach. Shut the fuck up. I swear to God, dude. Check it out. I, I am shocked. I, I'm really shocked. God fucking. Why would he leave? God fucking damn it. <laughs> why would he, why would he go, why would he not just stay with Notre Dame? I, ugh. Okay, I just wanted. To, yeah, that 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 is completely mind blowing. Sorry about that. No, no, I, it was literally. It was just on my news. phone, so I just wanted to talk we, about that. We, we broke news. Oy, and, and yeah, we broke I, news, guys. That's fucking ridiculous, man. I, I like I liked Brian Kelly too. God fucking damn it. Yeah, dude. That's yeah. Anyway, it's really crazy because you know he really kind of. No, I wouldn't say solidified, but definitely kind of resurrected that program. He, he, he revived um, that program. Yeah, I mean, like, especially where they were at, you know, changing coaches every couple of years, uh, you know, uh, that, that that's kind of crazy that you would leave to go to LSU, LSU and he's, prob- he's probably going to get manhandled there. But uh, I don't know, the recruiting class probably should, I would imagine him recruiting a little bit better there at LSU than ba- or, uh, than Notre Dame. But, yeah, that's crazy. That's Like I said, that, that's a real surprise. I didn't expect that at yeah, all. Yeah, me neither. Uh, I'm, going, I'm going Buffalo for Monday Night Football. I think that this <laughs> back, is, back to it. I'm going to go back to the I'm going back. I'm going Buffalo. Like we never, uh, like we never missed a beat, baby. But uh, yeah, New England looks hot, man. Um, their defense. Can I just say because I've had them in fantasy football the last six or seven weeks, their defense has scored double digits. I mean, their defense is playing tight. Uh, they're playing really good football, and it's crazy because it was like we never expected this. They got to be the. And I've I've seen on ESPN.com already. Uh, they're like Belichick for um, coach of the year if, if he pulls us off. No fuck, no, fuck that. He's not. He's not. That's if it, that. He's not going anywhere. If, if he pulls it off, who knows? This was the Bills' division uh, handedly a couple weeks ago, easily, or not? Not a couple weeks. Ago, yeah, before the Patriots started stringing their games together. Yeah, before, Patriots were on the bottom of the, bu- in the cellar before Buffalo started laying eggs up yeah. and left and right. Yeah, and yeah. So uh, this could be a good game, but I definitely got New England on this one because they're they're just playing hot. Yeah, looking at the playoff picture for because we're. We're we're over thirteen, almost thirteen weeks in. Uh, Crazy already, huh? Yeah, well, yeah, we're about we're almost thirteen weeks into the season. Uh, so looking at the playoff picture, looking at the AFC, looks like the top the top seven seeds would be as follow: be it would be the Chargers, Buffalo, Cincinnati, Kansas, Tennessee, New England, and Baltimore. I think in that crop, I would actually lean Baltimore. I would probably lean Baltimore. Depending just, depending on yeah. if Kansas um, or if, if Tennessee gets back to full strength, because if they make if they make the playoffs, there might be a chance that Derrick Henry could come back. I think he's supposed to do that like six to but, ten weeks. But he has to come back like Derrick Henry the first like yeah this year Derrick Henry. I mean if he doesn't, they're done. So I I, I don't expect that, especially with a, a toe injury like that. Yeah, that's gonna I, I, really I hinder your running and I cutting and stuff highly, like that. I yeah. think it's highly doubtful. But I but again. If by some miracle they can get back to full strength, I think Tennessee. I think Tennessee would be my, my favorite to win this division. Uh, everyone's confident yeah. to say. If not, I would go Baltimore. Teams in the AFC, yeah, I'd go Baltimore. Um, Cincinnati would be fun to root for, um, just because you know they're they're never in that playoff mix to talk. Uh, I think Chargers are going to be they're going to lose the first first game that they get played up to. Um, Cleveland's going to squeak in and make some noise. I think. I know that they look we they look bad right now, but I still think that they're going to they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to push in as a wild card. Looking, um, Kansas Kansas so City gets hot, sync. man. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. Who, I don't know who's favorite to win this because again, like the AFC, so 
uh, AFC is more inconsistent than the NFC. NFC, you can like clear cut see a little bit of a separation between the teams, but like AFC is just like a like a you pick them, you know. Uh, like I said, I, I think Kansas City, obviously, just because they're Kansas City, Baltimore, because uh, they're just perennial teams that are always there. Um, and then, like I said, like I wouldn't be surprised if you get. You know, teams like Cleveland or teams like Cincinnati or I, I don't like I said, I don't think the Chargers are going to make noise. Indianapolis doesn't really surprise or wow me at all. Um, Tennessee on paper, if they had Derrick Henry, would be uh, they would steamroll in because they had they had a, a good, good mix of uh, defense and offense. But I don't know that the AFC is completely unpredictable. Yeah, we're looking at the NFC. Going seven to one, the Vikings, the Niners, the Rams, the Cowboys, the Bucks, the Packers. And the Cardinals. That, yeah. that would be a playoff picture. I think out of that, I would fa- I want to favor the Rams, but they're not showing me that they're not playing with their potential to me. Uh, yeah, other than that, I, mean, I would say, I mean, Arizona's looking hot. Green Bay is, is, look, is looking pretty good. Tampa, Bay, Tampa Bay, maybe. Like this is here's the thing. Definitely not Dallas. Dallas is not going to Super Bowl. No, Dallas will fizzle out. They may win one playoff game, they're but they're not do, getting they're past. Gonna the, they're they're gonna not going to get past. They're going to do the same shit they do every year. They're going to go. They're going to go to the playoffs, get bounced, and get bounced in the first round. That's what. That's, that's the Dallas tradition. That's what happens. Yeah, that's that's what I got. But uh, thing, I mean, it's the, the 49ers, man. The, the six and, no doubt. The not six just and sevens. <laughs> the six and sevens are actually pretty wide open because they're they're not that far yeah. behind. And even Minnesota, they're holding the seven spot, but they they're only gets five and six. Minnesota looked good yesterday, though. I, I do want to say that, though. I, mean, I did watch it. I mean, they looked good. Um, it just—it's one of those things, man. It, it just—it's the playoffs. It's any given Sunday. You don't know what's going to happen. Um, Sam's just going to get healthy, obviously, with with their guys. Like, uh, you know, they can make a run. Obviously, you got to favor Tampa Bay because they did it last year. Uh, Green Bay. Is, uh, those two teams probably stand atop a little bit more, a little bit of more separation. Uh, Cardinals. Yeah, I just don't think they've been physically tested yet. I just—I I still don't think they may have the best record. I just—I don't—I don't think they're that good. As, as the record indicates, man, I, I think that team can a- absolutely be beat. Um, the Rams are showing that they definitely have holes in the in the armor. Um, yeah, and I, I think the NFC stands up. I would say between Green Bay and, and Tampa, Bay, Tampa Bay, the Bays. Um, I would love to see my Niners, obviously, but uh, I don't know. It, it'll be fun, though. The playoffs should be fun uh, matchups, though, for the NFC. It should be definitely pretty competitive. And that's gonna be that's gonna do it for trailer talk. I'm oh, sorry, that's gonna do it for football talk. We're gonna move on to trailer talk. Not a whole lot to talk about um, the draft in the last couple of weeks. Uh, we got we do got a few things to touch on though. First of which is for uh, this is for a movie called Marry Me, and this is already uh, back to this. This is this is the thing that I've I've missed these kinds of movies. Just like the outrageous, ridiculous. This feels like a two thousands movie. This feels like um, what the hell is that music and lyrics almost like like those like those bubblegum movies like yeah. like that. So basically, yeah. and then movie, you have yeah. In this movie, uh, Jennifer Lopez plays an international pop star, uh, in which she, uh, yeah, she's, she's what? Yeah, she's she's dating another singer. They're uh, they're scheduled. They was hit song called "Marry Me." They're scheduled to actually get married live in concert, but uh oh, uh-huh, he's, ca- he's uh-oh, caught what, cheating. The, he's caught cheating the day of the wedding. The day of the what? wedding. <laughs> Dude, that dude's been cheating ever since. Let's 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 call a spade a spade, there, man. I mean, yeah, but like, dude, yeah. like, like, at least be smart about it. Also, cheating, yeah. on, cheating on Jayla? What the fuck is wrong with you? Oh, so, yeah, with that big big booty. Meanwhile, at the same crazy, time, crazy. At the same time, there is this single parent teacher, played by wow. Owen Wilson. 
who goes wow. <laughs> I just I love I love how this happens. He goes he goes to her concert where she's supposed to get where she's supposed to get married. Like it's not even like he tries to do this. He he goes with with, with his yeah. work friend with and and his daughter, and yeah. she's like, I gotta, I gotta bad hold my sign. The sign says, "Marry me." She yeah. sees this and says, "Yes." And now they're married, and hijinks will ensue. Wow! I'm like this. I can't realize my saw a movie like this. Like that is, dude, this, this is dude, I'm on board. I'm on board though. Yeah, <laughs> I want to see it. I I, I want to know like what is happening here. Dude, I'm on board though. I, I, good for Owen Wilson. Good like, for like like shit. Like shit that, that's all it takes. Dude, I mean, like good for Owen Wilson in general though. Like highlighting, like you know, uh, headlining a movie. I mean, just I always like the Owen Wilson. So I do too. It's always good to see him. But yeah, no, this is this is strange. And again, like because you think like the like the early two thousands and mid to late nineties, they had just like, rom com with the most ridiculous premises. Oh, dude! Like how to lose a guy in ten days? Like I mean, you name it, man. Uh, picture perfect. Picture perfect. Anything with anything with Jennifer Anderson was rom com. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is this is a, a throwback to those, and I'm just like, how did you do this in 2021? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you what. Too. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna watch it. I'm, I'm gonna. I have, I have ALS, so I have no reason not to watch it. And this is set for a release on February 11th, 2022. Uh, next trailer we're talking about is for uh, the DC League of Super Pets. This is the first official trailer for this film. This is, an, this is a DC comic-based animated movie, uh, which revolves around uh, Crypto Superman's dog, voiced by Dwayne Johnson, who forms a team of other super-powered pets uh, in order to save the Justice League, who's been captured by Lex Luthor. Features the voices of, like I said, Dwayne Johnson, Crypto the super, super Dog. Uh, Kevin Hart as Ace, which is who goes to be Batman's pet, uh, and then they have like a bunch of a bunch of other like well one in particular that like is definitely not in the comics because uh, you know Green Lantern Squirrel is a, like, a, a chip a squirrel who's Green Lantern Squirrel Metron who's a turtle who belongs to the Flash, but like PB <laughs> who I don't know whose pet this is supposed to be because Wonder Woman has a kangaroo I think it's supposed to be like Wonder Woman's pig but this is Wonder- she had a kangaroo in the comics I don't know why we're not doing this whereas Aquaman Seahorse. Wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, Jeez. cast includes Vanessa Bayer, Natasha Leone, Diego Luna, John Krasinski is playing Superman, and Mark Maron as Lex Luthor. Also, who we have not seen in undisclosed roles: Kate McKinnon, Thomas Middleditch, Ben Schwartz, and Keanu Reeves. Uh, Russell, what do you think of the trailer for DC League of Super Pets? I dug it. I think it's something that uh, my daughter's gonna like. Um, it looks fun. I, I, I think it looks fun. It, it, it got the vibes of just like the like a like nice fun superhero. Almost kind of like, um, not a Teen Titans, but almost kind of, kind of like a little bit of like a Teen Titans movie. Yeah. It looks fun. Yeah, no, it's definitely aimed at like, younger kids. You know, try to get them into comics, try to get them into superheroes. And, and it's fitting because, like, you know, when I was younger, there was a Crypto Super Dog cartoon that was on Cartoon Network, which I did watch. So, yeah, this is what's coming. I expect to, to act to that particular character, but not Superman, Crypto. Um, but, yeah, no, I do think that this is, yeah, uh, DC does a lot of content for the older audiences. This and they're doing it for kids, which, uh, like, really, the competition isn't doing. Like, they're not really tapping. I mean, I get it, but the MCU movies have, they have you know mass appeal. The families can go and watch them together, even though they are incredibly violent. Can be very, <laughs> very yeah. Uh, I mean, it can be yeah. You go from yeah, 
different like, ends of the spectrum with those movies. Yeah, but like nobody's really um, you know trying to make market copy movies for explicitly for children. But DC is tapping into that market, which I think, I think like business wise, is a smart decision. Oh, absolutely. I mean, nobody's the demands. I mean, the demands not as high as it is, obviously, because the supply's low. So why not? Yeah. So uh, I I do hope I do hope this works, mostly because I like everybody involved. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll see how this goes, and when it's set to release on May twentieth, twenty twenty-two. Just gotta uh, get that Man of Steel two going. It'll be good. Keep keep dreaming, buddy. <laughs> we, we are so far removed from Man of Steel. Keep in mind, like it, it, even nope. if, if a Man of Steel movie came out next year, that would be nine years after the original. Chance, I'm ready. I'm ready. I think I, a lot of people are ready. I, a lot of people are ready, but like. No one's ready to face the fact that it's not happening. I know, but just let me let me have it for a second. <laughs> uh, next, next show we're talking about is for Pam and Tommy. This is an upcoming Hulu show, and basically chronicles uh, the marriage between Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee following their release of their uh, sex tape, which was the, maybe the first celebrity sex tape. To, to speaking of got speaking of gotta have it. Speaking of gotta have it, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, star, stars oh, Lily James as, pa- as Pamela Anderson, Sebastian Stan as Tommy Lee, Seth Rogen as Rand Gun- uh, Rand Gauthier, uh, the guy who leaked the sex tape, uh, Nick Offerman and Taylor Schilling rounding out the, ma- the major players. Uh, Russell, what do you think of mm. the uh, directed by Craig Gillespie, who did Itania and Cruella? What do you think of the trailer for Pam and Tommy? Dug it. I I dug it. I think Lily James looks fantastic. She looks fantastic she and almost looks exactly like Pamela Anderson. She's new unlike Sebastian, yeah. Unlike Sebastian, who looks not that much like Tommy Lee, and not that much. But I think he's I think he's convincing enough as Tommy Lee. A little bit better than Machine Gun Kelly. I'll give him that. Definitely better than Machine Gun Kelly. Because uh, well, he did that in the dirt. I th- I believe he was yeah. Tommy Lee. And, yeah. Um. Yeah, but I'm, I'm down. I like it. The fact that it's a series. So I see this maybe running maybe like, well, I don't know, like five, six episodes-ish. I, I couldn't see it being a whole lot more than that. Yeah, it's probably going to be like a whole like mini thing, especially with all the names you got attached. Like, you're not, you're not going to get these people for more than one season of this. No, and I mean, how, how explicit can this really be on Hulu? Like, I don't know. Well, I don't I know. Mean, I, it's, it's streaming, so it can. It is. Well, yeah, yeah, take it back, yeah, because Hulu does have uh, Handmaid's Tale, and Handmaid's Tale can get pretty graphic, which I'm still grinding through, by the way. I just want to let you know that I am uh, almost done with season two. Nice. little fun fact. And what else did I watch that you'd be proud of me? Um, Midnight Mass. No shit. I I I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that a lot. Definitely just check that out. Interesting. So just, yeah. But yeah, I I think this looks looks very good. yeah, I think the aspect of this is actually really interesting. We get into like the psychology yeah. of why people buy in celebrity sex tapes so much, and isn't like, like how this yeah. distributed because that was the early days of the internet. Yeah, like, like what were the yeah, I don't re- yeah, like, I, I'm, I'm yeah, I don't really that. remember. But yeah, no, I think that this looks. I think this looks really interesting. I'm, I'm excited to see it. It's set for a release on Hulu on February second of 2022. Uh, last thing we're talking about today. This isn't really a trailer. This is so. Uh, Universal decided to release a five-minute prologue, or not the five-minute prologue for Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, this will be the uh, the next movie in the Jurassic World canon, or Jurassic Park Jurassic World canon. And 
I had actually seen this already. I think they did, they debuted this in front of Fast Nine. Yeah, it had to be it had to be Fast Nine. Yeah, uh, before the Fast Nine, I think it was I think it was only an IMAX. So I don't know if you saw it or not. Uh, they showed uh, this right before the movie happened. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so I actually already seen this. I'm surprised they released it publicly. Um, but yeah, uh, so basically, not a lot happened in this. Just the, it's just. A lot of showcasing of the of the dinosaurs, and then seeing them in modern day, uh, because you know, as the second film ends, yeah. uh, dinosaur Dino USA is happening. We're supposed to go to Vegas, I think. Vegas, yeah, we're, Vegas. We were, we were promised Vegas in the last movie. Yeah, I don't want to go to a drive-in. No, I don't want to go to some drive-in in the middle of Podunk nowhere. Who do that shit? But yeah, uh, this is our first look at Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. <laughs> A movie that will answer whether or not dinosaurs can coexist can coexist <laughs> with mankind. They had a feature. I like how they had a feature. We could just call this uh, Jurassic World Mosquito. Yeah. You know, you had to feature that mosquito <laughs> on there. <laughs> you had to see them get bit. Uh, but yeah, Russell, what do you think of the you prologue? Had to see it. What do you think of the prologue for Jurassic World? Sure. Let's go with that. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, it looks like a typical... I mean... It looks like a, a dinosaur movie. Congratulations, Like, I mean, I, I, I'm going to go see it because, I mean, I, I, I like mindless entertainment like that, but um, I wanted to see him in Vegas, man. This this is kind of, like, disappointing, not going to lie. We're, we were promised Vegas, and we are not going to leave. Well, we, we, we could still get Vegas. We could still get Vegas. You start, you started off with Vegas. You left us there. We're going to Vegas. We better we better get Vegas in this movie. I want to see, see, see your yeah, Raptors, Raptors at the craps table. We don't, we don't go to Vegas. I'm done. I'm boycotting the uh, franchise. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, in this movie, Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard returning as their roles from the first two Jurassic Worlds. Also returning Sam Neill, Laura Dern, and Jeff Goldblum reprising their roles from the original Jurassic Park, which was a surprise considering at least two of them had better things to do. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, and, yeah, this is set for a release on uh, June 10th, 2022. That's going to do it for uh, Trailer Talk. Now we want to Notorious News. First thing we need to tackle, we need to tackle up right at the top. We need to give a big salute to maybe the greatest musical theater composer of all time. Uh, Mr. Stephen Sondheim passed away this past weekend at the age of 91 years old. Uh, which, if that name doesn't sound familiar to you, if you, if you don't know who Stephen Sondheim is, you do. You just don't know it. Uh, yeah, so Stephen Sondheim was one of the biggest writers on Broadway. Uh, some of his shows include West Side Story, Gypsy, A Funny Thing Happened One Day at the Forum, uh, Company, uh, Sweeney Todd, Merrily Roll Along, Sunday in the Park with George, Into the Woods, Passion, among many, many others. Did a lot of film work, too. He did, he did film adaptation for a lot of these, actually. Uh and uh, actually did win an did win an Oscar for end up winning an Oscar for his work on the film Dick Tracy as well as multiple multiple Tonys. Uh, Russell, uh, are you familiar with Sondheim's work and uh, any any thoughts on the passing of Sondheim? No, I mean I mean it's it's obviously a shame. I mean the guy lived a, a very full life at ninety one. Um, left a lot behind, you know that we can just cherish. You know, like like you said, West Side Story. Um, Sweeney Todd, which I'm not the biggest fan of. I I think it's one of I don't know. I'm just not a fan of it. But I mean, I, I 
Um, what Gypsy, obviously very famous. Um, you said what Sunday in the Park with George Into the Woods. I think he did. He did. Um, you got a lot, a lot of good stuff though. I mean, a lot of, a lot of like you've heard of these. You know, you've heard of these films, and um, and then I think he also did. He also do West Side Story for twenty twenty one. Uh, Accolades, I, I think I saw. Well, it's based on it's, it's still his music, so yeah, you would support yeah, it. yeah, yeah. But I mean, um, yeah, just I mean, a fantastic legacy to leave behind. I mean, when you're you know gonna always have those you know uh, musicals in the forefront of, of when you talk about musicals, you know what I mean? Uh, it's a obviously something that we we really don't talk a whole lot about on the show, but definitely something we want to tackle down the road. But uh, yeah, yeah, just a fantastic career, man. Yeah, no, absolutely. So yeah, recipes for Sondheim, and actually, I, that was a it was a huge blow to the musical theater world. And they actually did do a whole uh, Sondheim Sunday uh, in you know in his memory because and you know that had a bunch of uh, big people in musical musical theater world come together and just sing his songs for the day. Cool. And it, was, cool. it was it was a really it was a really nice tribute. I thought. Uh, so yeah, we need to talk about some box some box office right now because there's the two movies especially that are really killing it as far as the box office goes first of which is ghostbusters afterlife uh it was number one which i still haven't seen yet um, you still haven't seen it dude this new work schedule we were out of town and then this new work schedule just fucking it's killing me it's literally right in the middle of the day one o'clock to nine thirty it's a one thirty to nine thirty by the time i get out there's i can't there's no like late late showings I think we're gonna go make a plan to go see it on Wednesday though, because I'm, I'm off till Thursday, so I'm gonna definitely go see it Wednesday. I, 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 I can't wait to just, go see it. Just ditch, ditch the family. I know. What the hell? What the hell am I thinking? I could have gone. I, I could have gone and saw it today. I saw uh, Eternals instead. I needed to watch that, so I'm glad I got that. At least I got that one in. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, Ghostbusters is actually it's actually doing very well considering you know what time Good. it came out at, and you know considering. It. The last few movies weren't weren't particularly well received. Uh, currently oh, sits yeah. at a worldwide total of 115 million, and what helps this movie was dirt cheap to make. Well, not dirt. Well, oh, not dirt cheap, but comparatively speaking, like when you're coming off of not a Blumhouse movie, dirt. When you're when you're coming off of a movie that cost previous installment Ghostbusters, uh, direct directed by Paul Feig, uh, made. About, I mean, an entire run made twice as much as this, but it also cost twice. It also cost twice as much. Uh, this is currently sitting at 115 million on a budget of 75. Yeah, you can't be. It's almost doubling it right now. So yeah, that's pretty good. Did you enjoy it? I did enjoy it. Yeah, I think I think you're really gonna like it, especially, especially the ending. Yeah, that's what I heard. A lot, a lot of callbacks to the the '84. Yeah, which classic. is which I'm looking for. I don't really. Which is kind of my problem with it, but still. Uh, oh, also, just, I'm, uh, uh, if, if you didn't know, stay till after the credits because they're, they're post credits. Okay. All uh, right. But yeah, no, uh, Ghostbusters also uh, doing well. Uh, Disney's Encanto is doing very That's well. That's another one. Uh, opened. I'm going to take Ella to go see that tomorrow. Opened uh, number one in the U.S., uh, currently sitting at a domestic total of $40.6 million in the U.S. and Canada. And uh, breaking. Did you see that? I did see that. That, was, that, that movie's great. I- Good. I'm gonna go take Ella. I think tomorrow because Beck works a double, so I'm gonna so I'm free to take her. So I'm gonna do that tomorrow. I'm gonna knock that one out. Yeah, and sitting uh, sitting at currently uh, nearly 70 million worldwide. Considering this is an original wow. animated movie, debuting exclusively in theaters during in the in midst of what we're still essentially a pandemic. Uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, but is, n- not as bad though. No, not as not as bad, but still, you know, 
uh, you can. Oh, you can, still there. You can give things leeway. Well, well my point is, you you had the like, ability to give things leeway, like this, like like Ghostbusters especially. I think I think Ghostbusters the success. I think Sony can call it a success and greenlight a sequel immediately. Absolutely. Please I mean, do. Th- this is good though. We we are getting that. I mean, if you could put one hundred ten thousand people in a football stadium uh, on a Saturday, I think you could. Uh, I think we I think I think we're doing okay. We're getting there. Yeah, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. It's happening. Just, I'm just saying. I just want to throw that out there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, congrats, congrats to the creators of those movies. Uh, both movies I enjoyed to varying degrees. And yeah, definitely looking forward yeah. to seeing what happens next. Also, fuck you, Resident Evil Afterlife. I just want to say that right now. I was going to double up and see that today, I mean, and I didn't. Is it really bad? It's marginally better than most of the Jovovich movies. Okay. I mean, I figured that's kind of what I was. I wanted to go in for. Was it like a, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking going in. Like, again, but it has its own problems, and I, can, I, I don't, I don't want to talk about it right here. Cause we're not talk, we're not talking <laughs> about this is not my diatribe on, on Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. <laughs> All good. I, I might try to ch- maybe I'll check that out early Wednesday before I go later on with the the fam. But speaking of box office, something who's someone who's not doing very very well in the box office this year, Ridley Scott. Not doing. I tell well. you what, two, two great movies. You guys are nuts. Well, one great movie and House of Gucci. Um, you you really weren't a fan. Oh man, I, I love that movie. I, I, I thought it was okay. And I loved, and I actually did like Leto in in that movie. Believe it or not, uh, play, playing playing a Mario uh, brother. <laughs> oh, it was great, but it was it was great though. I thought I I just I really enjoyed it. But yeah, nice movies are actually nice movies actually doing very well. For, I mean, Last Duel I think is still playing in some places, but holy the, shit. Last Duel obviously better. Yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously, but yeah, Last Duel performed like absolute shit. And it's and that's not indicative because you and I that's going to be in, on our oh, top no, ten of the that, year for sure. Not indicative of the quality of the film because I adore. No, I adore that's it, that's the in the top duel. ten. Absolutely, that's in the top it, ten this year. I'm going to tell you that right now. It, yeah. it, it's most likely going to be mine too. Um, but yeah, yeah, uh, I figured. Gross, yeah, listen to these numbers. Uh, gross a grand total of twenty nine million dollars across a one hundred million dollar budget. It's a shame, dude. It really is. It really, really is because that's a those those are. I know you're not and a big ha- Gucci fan, but like those are House fantastic films. So cost less seventy five million dollars, and it's so far made thirty four point nine. So it's already movie's been out for a week, already outgrows the last duel, which is crazy. I mean, because they both have great. I mean, cast of both of them. I mean, they're both star studded casts. You know. Yeah. I Either think, way you cut I it. I think this comes to and then Ridley Scott did said some. Ignorant shit regarding the performance of the last duel. Uh, said that the thing to blame were millennials for the reason this bombed. Yeah, were raised by cell phones. As now speaking, as I don't think I'm actually I'm not well, well, I'm close. That, that's you, isn't it? Or no, that'd be kind of no, me too, I guess. That, that's that's after that's before me. I don't think I don't think I count. So it's gonna be me. No, I think I think I think you're too old. I'm on the bubble. I gotta be on the bubble. You and I are both what, bubble. Can I, we get a, we, I think we're on opposite can, ends. Can we get a, a fact let me check? look at that real quick? But let anyways, me let me uh, fact check check that real but quick. Yeah, let, let's talk about why these movies are underperforming. Uh, and it's it's strange, but like, and I do think it's interesting to look at both of these, considering that uh, has a good conforming considerably better than the last duel did. Uh, first thing I th- first thing I look at when I look at these two is length. 
Uh, I am a millennial, by the way. Oh, are you? Okay, so it's your fault. Yeah, it says born between 81 and uh, 94, 96, it says. But but I also have supported both of those movies, So and all of his movies in general, so that's kind of crazy. Yeah, so like, the first thing you have to look at, like, these, are both, these movies are both two and a half hours. And that's the other thing, though, too. Like, that's the thing that... Uh, seeing The Last Duel, and I think that The House of Gucci, like, I, you have to... You have to program yourself that you're going to be sitting for a while. Like, same in, thing with Eternals today. They're investments. These movies are both yeah. investments. And, and both slow burns. I, I think more action, obviously, in The Last Duel than House of Gucci, obviously. Um, but um, I just I love the I, way The Last Duel is I, shot. I remember, I remember not feeling it as much in The Last Duel, surprisingly enough, which I think is... And I think it's because of the three different perspectives throughout the whole entire... You're yeah. slicing it into in thirds, and I think it's... And, and like when you're watching it, and you realize what you're watching. It's just it's perfect, and I think that um, I think that's maybe why it goes a little bit quicker. Yeah, uh, I think another thing you look at is I think the I think the reason House of Gucci is doing better is that House of Gucci was much better marketed. Oh, and it's a name. I mean, it, like we went and when we went to New York a couple weeks ago. I mean, obviously you saw House of Gucci stuff. Like you saw, you know, what I mean, you saw the ads and stuff like that. So they're obviously marketing it. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't know. Uh, Universal, yeah, Universal put a lot into the marketing of Hasaguchi, which oh, may it's have, Lady Gaga. I mean, been, you get it. May have been yeah. in the ass at the end, but regardless. Uh, so yeah, they put they yeah. That's that's another reason I think that's doing better. Another reason the uh, last duel effect I don't think is doing as well didn't do as well is because, I mean, it's 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 a tough sell for mainstream audiences considering it's a two and a half hour yeah. uh, movie about a proto sexual harassment case. But look at look at the other ones in the past that you've had those types of epics. Like Troy did okay. I think Troy opened up pretty good. I know that's not a really Scott one, but uh, did, yeah, Kingdom of Heaven. I think Troy was a slow pretty, open. Did Troy did pretty well. Troy did pretty well. I, I think Kingdom of Heaven didn't do that great. Uh, Kingdom of Heaven didn't didn't do well. Oh uh, yeah, Tro- Troy, memory Troy serves. did well. Troy did. Troy opened uh, at fifty four ninety seven across a one eighty five budget. So yeah, that's, that's doing well. Kingdom of Heaven, I think, wasn't wasn't as good. Alexander bombed. Um. Yeah, just. I mean, if we're just looking at those epic pieces like that, you yeah, know what I mean. I'm, I'm trying to think of like a, a, a medieval period piece that was successful in the last couple of years. They're they're not. That's the yeah, thing. I, I mean, I, I think it, it's the market, and it was funny because you know I met, made mention about the the Green Knight, and I know it's really not a. I mean, it is, but it's not. You know what I mean? It's how like did, a. How did Green Knight do? Let me see. The Green Knight had to be doing pretty well, I, I would imagine. I, the budget on that probably also much smaller. Oh, you're paying Dev Patel. I mean, I don't think you know. <laughs> you're paying Dev Patel. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm, but yeah. yeah oh, come I mean, on. Yeah. Only, yeah. Only, only made eighteen point nine million, but only cost fifteen to make. It's an indie, and it's one of those indie movies. I'm sure it's doing good on streaming and 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 uh, Blu-ray release, but. Uh, but you know what I'm saying. I think the market there is just, and those are where the the gems are, man. Gladiator was fantastic. Obviously, Gladiator, obviously, set it in a completely different you know category because it ended up winning Oscar and it was like the movie of the of the summer that it came out. You know, um, yeah. I don't know. That's 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 another stuff that we got to tackle. Lost, uh, lost. Oh, uh, lost sword and sandal movies. Yeah, lost sword and sandal movies oh, that like. Man, I can't believe. Yeah, some of those. There, there have been a ton. Remember, they well, were a dime a dozen. Well, they were coming they out were, all the time. Well, because yeah, after, well, after Gladiator crushed, yeah. like, everyone tried to. Like, everyone's like, we need our Gladiator. Yeah, yeah. We got Troy. Yeah, we had what? You even have three hundred. I would even put that in there, kind of. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, you know, uh, Troy 300, yeah, uh, Kingdom of Heaven. Um, movies, movies that got made solely because Gladiator was a hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Our, yeah, we, we owe our gratitude to Gladiator because our movie never would have been made if not for that, yeah. But yeah, uh, bottom line, Ridley Scott, stop, stop, saying, stop saying dumb shit. I love I loved the last duel, but stop saying dumb shit. <laughs> I mean... He's not. He's not wrong. I know uh, everybody in our, you know, our age demographic. I mean, but that's in every age demographic, regardless. But yeah. um, it is a shame because, you know, he is a, a filmmaker that's not going to be around much longer. And I think it's one of those things where we need to, um, just you know, recognize that the age that comes with that too. You know, what I mean, like Clint Eastwood and stuff like that. These guys are still putting out product at their 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 old age. It's it's crazy. These guys are still hustling. You know. Yeah, I agree. Uh, next story we're talking about is uh, Scorsese. Uh, well, I mean, I think he's nearly wrapped on Killers of Flower Moon for Apple. Uh, already working on his next project, which will be a Grateful Dead biopic in which Jonah oh. Hill will be playing lead singer Jerry Garcia. No word on what time period is going to is going to follow. No word on what on you know when we're going to be seeing this. But uh, this is looking like it's going to be his next project on the docket after he finishes his current one. Uh, Russell, you a Grateful you a Grateful Dead fan? I never really got into them. I mean, obviously, have heard of them. <laughs> I just never, never got into it. Um, but my question is, you got to get uh, Jonah Hill on the uh, the pie diet, then. <laughs> you got to put, put him back on the pie. <laughs> I mean, I'm just telling you, if you're gonna do it right, you get him on that <laughs> Russell Crowe. We're gonna do it. Brendan Fra- Brendan Fraser, Brendan Fraser uh, diet. That, that, <laughs> Yes, the new 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 health trend. You don't need the Atkins. Forget the Atkins. You got the pie yeah, diet you got, here. You got pie. <laughs> oh yeah, could no, could, 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 Jerry Garcia was a pretty heavy set dude. So we so we need we need like Moneyball Super Bad Era Jonah Hill back. We need the sitter Jonah Hill. Let's, we let's do need be honest. Sit, we need okay. the sitter Jonah Hill. Was that, was we need we need a sitter Jonah. Was Hill, that him at his heaviest? He was. I think that was him at his heaviest. Man, it had to have been. Yeah. We need a three point one four one five diet. That's what, that's what we're gonna start calling it, man. <laughs> uh, forget that. Forget that carb counting shit, dude. That's three point one four one five diet, baby. Yeah, let me, let me look at Jonah Hill. I don't. I don't remember what he looked like in the sitter. Let me just see. Dude, he's oh, huge in the sitter. Oh center. yes, now I remember. He's okay. huge. Yeah, this, yeah, that had to be Jonah Hill at his heaviest. I mean, this is where like heart failure was an option was on the table. Like it, yeah. it looked bad. It looked bad. But then he got skinny again. But now he needs to, you know, got to get on that three point one four one five diet. Oh boy, get it, get that, get that pie diet, baby. But I do think that the decision of Jonah Hill in the past couple of years have been really interesting because he's a guy who he started off as he was he was a funny man and he was really good at yeah. it. Uh, but then yeah. he real we realized like, oh shit, this guy is like an Oscar caliber actor. I think Moneyball is the one that really helped kind of push him, like, uh, jobs, I think. Uh, Moneyball, Disaster Artist, you know, all this stuff, that Wolf I, of Wall Street, I, just the things he I really... I think st- he was in Disaster huh? Artist. Yeah, he was. Was he? Wasn't he? No, he, he wasn't. He played the camera guy. That was, that wasn't was, he in the camera? No, Disaster? that was Seth Rogen. Wait a minute. Oh, my Lord, yeah, never mind. Jonah Hill was not in the Disaster Artist. Disregard. I, I literally had a brain for it. I was thinking, ha ha ha! ha. I was thinking, yeah. I was, my god. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like that. Like, don't don't look up. Or uh, yeah. I mean, at one point, he was going to be in Richard Jewell. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, which is another fantastic movie. Yeah, I, I think he's someone who would like to be in that convers in that conversation again. So and yeah, I, th- I think teaming with Scorsese again is actually a really good move for him. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, and it's Scorsese. I mean, it's, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. So definitely, definitely excited to see that. I'm excited to see any any, any Marty joint. About the fact that really, that you like where this guy is a lot of dumb shit. Um, but still, you gotta you gotta put that past him. That's the age coming. Yeah, with I that, know. Though. I know it's the age, but still, just. Because because even Clint Eastwood said stupid shit no to directors before, too, so you gotta just... But even, like, young directors, like, people like Christopher Nolan and Denis Villeneuve, they're not even saying dumb shit. Just, just stop. Well, they're not. Uh, they're, they're more butthurt. They're more butthurt. Their movies get overlooked by, you know, obviously, like, yeah. comic book films. I mean, we're just in this era. I mean, we're, we've been in this. Well, Christopher Nolan couple... has, more, has more of a reason to be pissed because Dune got a sequel. So Denis can't be mad anymore. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. Denny got to be happy. Denny, but, uh, Nolan, yeah. Denny, Nolan better not, be Denny better not give a fuck about what happens next. Yeah, Nolan's like, don't you dare. I'll make a Dunkirk, too. Oh, Jesus. Um, the piece you're talking about is uh, looks like Blade is ramping up is ramping up to start production. Uh, not only to get a rumored start date, a produ- production start date for the summer of 2022, but it looks like they may have their next cast member. It looks like Delroy Lindo is going to be hmm. joining Mahershala Ali in the next Blade. Which I think this is—I don't know who he's going to be playing, but I think this is an excellent choice, just because I love yeah. Delrylinda. I think that he's—he's he's had a bit of a career resurgence here. He uh, has, yeah, yeah. And you know what? You know what we can thank Point Break, twenty fifteen. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that movie. Oof. I think that, that. Yeah, that was the first time I recall seeing. It. I'm like, oh yeah, Delrylinda. I missed you. I missed seeing you and stuff. That movie was so bad. I forgot who was in it. That movie was so bad, but he is hilarious in it. Yeah. Just because the whole time we just like, what's happening? That's what we were all asking. That's what, yeah, that, that is what we were all asking. But regardless, I think that I am happy. We look at Deborah in the past uh, couple of years, even between you know, the Five Bloods, which you got a lot of, I mean, a lot of people saying it should be nominated for an Oscar, which I I do agree. I think it should be nominated. Um, Hard they fall this year, which I think was excellent. Uh, he's having a little bit of a career resurgence here, and I'm I'm, I'm happy for him because I think he's he's a really really fantastic actor. I'm excited to see what he does uh, if who he's going to be in Blade. He could, I, and Whistler isn't a, he's not a character from the comic, but he could be like the Black Whistler, like his like his you know his. That's what I was else. thinking. Yeah, yeah, I th- I think that could be re- that could be really interesting. But uh, regardless, I mean, put Mahershala Ali and Delroy into that movie. I'm, undeniably going to be intrigued and uh, yeah sure. blade currently does not have a release date uh as of yet uh next thing i want to talk about but you know what forget the marvel cinematic universe because netflix got you covered with the greatest what should be the greatest cinematic universe in known to mankind because they got the right to the power rangers cinematic universe <laughs> the pr the prc <laughs> Uh, apparently, this will be an interconnected universe involving both television and shows. I think Netflix is an interesting one to play for this to land because I, yeah, I do it is wonder. Because it wasn't like why didn't Fox, why didn't FX or Hulu get it? Well, I mean, I, well, I mean, the, well, the right, the rights as of right now, at least the American rights, were held by Nickelodeon, so it looked like Paramount Plus would be really? a good platform for it. Yeah, cool, because Power Rangers have been on Nickelodeon for the past like. 10, 15 years. I thought wasn't Power Rangers on Fox before? It was on. It, it started on Fox. It started, it started airing on. That's uh, why I, Fox Kids. Okay, because okay, I, I knew I'm not crazy. Okay, yeah, because I remember it being on Fox. Because that's that sh- that dates me. So yeah, it's it, yeah, it started it started airing on Fox. Then it uh, then switched okay. to started on Fox. 
switched to switched to Nickelodeon, went back went to Disney. Disney okay. sold it back. No, I'm sorry, I'm wrong. Fox, Nick, Fox, Disney, then Nickelodeon. They, they, they Nickelodeon didn't okay. lose it and buy it back. So, yeah, and th- and that was the time where Fox and Disney were not a conglomerate. So it's not like it was still in the family. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I wonder if there's any like powering the show that's on right now. I don't, I don't think there is. Oh, there is. Okay, yeah. So they're. Oh, okay. So yeah, they they have a whole. I totally forgot about that. The reason they're doing this is because they have a whole simulcasting deal with Netflix. Okay. All right. Paramount makes stupid decisions. <laughs> their service. Yeah, and I and, and we both have Paramount Plus. That's we amazing. Do. But yeah, so. Uh, Power Rangers in film notoriously don't do very well, <laughs> at least not in theaters. No, and I'll tell you what, that new one that, that came out several years back, I really enjoyed that. that Speaking of somebody who's not a big Power Rangers fan, I never really got into it at all, like during my my youth, or I think I was older when it came out. Yeah, I mean, Mighty, never got into it. Mighty Morphin was a hit, but that's because it, it cost Dick to make. Turbo yeah. also cost Dick to make, but it didn't do nearly as well. I think those were the two mainstream ones that were released back when I, I remember those. Well, those, two. those are the only two that went theatrical. Oh, the okay. 90s. Those are the yeah, well then. Those are, then those are the ones then. Yeah. Power Rangers cost significantly more and did not bring in money. And that's when Lionsgate was like, you know what? Fuck this. We're not doing this anymore. Uh, <laughs> you you take it. And that's when Paramount got. Yeah. And that's when Paramount decided, you know what? Let's let's try and make a movie. So yeah, we're getting a Power Rangers reboot. And now we're getting Power Rangers cinematic universe. So. The thing is, I think that this is as dumb as this idea is, and yes, it is dumb. Even though I do like it, it is dumb. <laughs> this can this can work. Yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, it's there's always that nostalgia for for those types of properties, so you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, and you know, I do think that you can you know, mix it up, mix up a new cast, mix up new characters. I think that there's a lot of potential for this, and I do think Netflix. I think streaming is probably the right platform for it at this point because they show that they can't bring in money in theaters anymore. Yeah, so. or at least build it up on, at least build it up on, uh, like on digital, and you yeah. know what I mean, streaming, and then then try build your market up and then throw something out there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, also going to streaming, Russell, we're getting the third chapter in everyone's favorite trilogy. And of course, talking oh about Magic Mike. Oh, I did see, I did see this. But okay. here's the kicker. Soderbergh is coming back to yeah, direct. I saw that, and it's going, what, HBO Max, HBO isn't Max, it? Or HBO? Yeah. yeah, I saw that. So yeah, we are getting Magic Mike's last dance. I don't know why it's his last dance. I mean, <laughs> look at him. He's not He's not on the pie diet. Jay and Tatum, yeah, I mean, get it. A, none of those guys are on the pie diet. None of those guys are on the pie diet. So why, well, why are you retiring? Not the food pie. Not the food pie. I went, I went there. Oh, oh! That, that was that was bad. I'm sorry. Okay, that's inappropriate. Inappropriate. Uh, yeah. So Matt, and, uh, yeah, Chain Dan will have return. Likely returning also Joe Manganiello, um, fucking you know, Matt Bomber, uh, Kevin Nash. But this is Adam this Rodriguez. is single Channing Tatum though. So it is single Channing Tatum. So dude, this could be like if if listen, if we don't get. Dinosaurs in Vegas. Let's get a single Chen and Tatum in Vegas. in Vegas. Let's do it. The next one should be in Vegas. Done. What there the you f- have it. Yeah, no, that, that's a really good point. Why the fuck has that been in Vegas yet? Wait, was the first I one? I mean, it's, was the first one in Vegas? It, it has, ch- 
I mean, I forget. It has like Chippendales written all over it, though. Yeah, I don't you think, know what I mean? Yeah, there, there was a beast. I don't even think the, I don't think the first one was in Vegas. They no, could, the first one was in was it like Miami or some shit? The second the second one was in Miami. Don't ask. Second one was in Miami. Where was the first one at? Where was the first one? Dallas. Nope. Nope. Tampa. Tampa. Okay, so move move it west, man. Do yeah, it. Move it west. Have magic. Have magic. Mike go to Dallas. Gotta <laughs> go to Vegas. There you go. Done. You're welcome. Uh, but yeah, no, that, that wow, that, that's actually like genius. <laughs> Again, that, that should be the thing. But regardless, I think the first Magic Mike is really great. Again, oh yeah, for sure. It, it actually, it actually is a really, really good movie. Yeah, like it, it's, I, I think it really like mis, it intentionally mismarketed itself because like, it was sold as like this like big sex riots, like oh like, my god, like, it movie. was like the, the the audience uh, members that were females that went into it. My god. Yeah, uh, but then they realize like, oh no, this is like a really deep introspective look at the, at the hardships <laughs> a stripper yeah. faces, and they're just like, yeah. oh, we got. Duped. Oh, we're not interested in that. Yeah, the second film, however, that they they did that. <laughs> oh yeah, they they went they they sold that and went with it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but and yeah, it was wasn't as good. But now we're getting uh, Chain Tatum, Chain Tatum, and Soderbergh back together. They've made a surprising amount of movies together. It is crazy because what he directed side effect with he him in it too, he didn't he? He did direct side effects. And, yeah, so uh, I think wasn't he in Haywire? He was in Haywire. I think he had a small role. Did he have a small? Role? That's the one with the UFC fighter, or is that a different Haywire? No, no, no it's, it's that one. It's with one with she, she who shall not be named. Yeah, yeah, no, she she was she was in Haywire. I'm sorry, he, and he was, was a small. Okay, he was a small role in it, though, wasn't he? He was. Okay, that's okay. Yeah, so he definitely works with Soderbergh. That makes sense, though. Yeah. yeah uh, like yeah, Magic Mike, Haywire, Side Effects, Logan Lucky. Yeah. Now this. Logan Lucky. That's right. I totally forgot Logan Lucky. One of those uh, under the radar films. That was that was a good one too. Yes, it was. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what they used to put to, used to put together again, just because. Again, I'm a, I'm a Soderbergh fan, and it looks like he looks yeah. like he really likes making shooting movies. When he's on them, man, he's on like traffic, and I, I like the Unsane. Ocean, the Ocean's movies are good. Yeah. Unsane, Unsane was really good for being, you know, so cheap to make. Definitely, definitely a really good director. Yeah, so we'll definitely see when that turns out on HBO Max. Uh, also in the category of streaming for all of this one back to Netflix, uh, the Gorillas are getting a feature-length animated movie on Netflix. I read the story and I said, "Yeah, what took you so long?" Feels good. Doesn't feel that doesn't... gorillas? Yeah, those those gorillas. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I, I don't want to say it too loud because I don't know if this is what we're talking about." Yeah, no. Uh, okay. The, the gorillas were well, I mean, not were they? They're still operate. They are what's no? They, well, they were really the first big animated vir- virtual band. Is what is what they're especially yeah. Famous. In that yeah, they're, they they very rarely make live appearances. They uh, were in well, a, they, like they took quite a bit, but like their stick they is old. Their window animated. for like a while. They did, uh, but now I guess they're making a movie. Which I uh, did they miss the boat on this? I mean, they should have been. This should have been like when they're like when what all that stuff came out. Yeah, this this like you really this should have been like this this should have been like an animated movie on like MTV. 
like in the 2000s. Oh, abs- absolutely. Would have like, yeah, abs- I could absolutely see that. Yeah, I, I think they really just missed the boat on this. Kind of like the, the, Simpsons, the Simpsons movie, where it's like, you had your window, and, and I like that movie, but just like, you had your window, and you just missed it. Yeah, it's like, you went 18, well, I think that it was 07, I think the Simpsons movie came out. Yeah. I believe. And it was like 18 years after the series had started, obviously, 89, I think, I believe, 88, 89 is when it started. Yeah, I mean, um, that, that should have come out like 2001 at the latest. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you 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 had a huge, and they're and they're still making episodes. Just, and the, no matter how much we beg them to stop, it's crazy, man. It is really crazy. There, that show is literally as old as me. Yeah, that show is older than me. That's that makes me feel old, <laughs> older. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, <laughs> Gorillas to Netflix. I think this is, I think this could be interesting. But yeah, like I said, I, I think you just you, 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 there, you had the boat and you just missed it. Um, yeah. Next thing we're talking about is um, this is actually really crazy news. So uh, Hammer has been back on the news. Uh, it was announced that they have uh, sealed a de- sealed a deal with another company. I'm trying to find the company name here. I can't see. Th- I can't see the company name here. But either way, uh, Hammer is collaborating with another company to not only get restoration of the new classics. We we could be getting. Uh, 4K Hammer movies, Hammer horror movies, but they are uh, announced that they are going to be making new projects. They have new stuff in development. So, if you're not familiar with Hammer horror, if you think of any horror movie starring either Bruce Lee or Peter Cushing, or sometimes or sometimes both of them together, chances are it was, it was these guys who did it. Uh, they had a uh, oh, the thing just called Network. Oh my God, they just called Network yet? Yeah. <laughs> network Distribution. Generic ass. What kind of generic ass name is that? <laughs> uh, never mind. But yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, the thing about horror horror films, like they they had like their very they had their signatures. I mean, like I said. But aside from just Chris Lee and Peter Cushing being in the movie in general, uh, you know, they had some kind of spooky environment, like say a haunted house. They always had like super red, vibrant blood coming out, like and then they're very, very grotesque, very gruesome. But they're always like super campy and super fun. Like I really liked Hammer Horror movies a, a lot. Uh, I, I still like them a lot. They're 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 goofy. They're fun. I think they're just they're just balls to the wall, just crazy kooky horror. And I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that they're getting restoration of the old classics, which I will definitely be buying. They come out on Blu-ray, and uh, yeah, new new stuff. So, Russell, are you familiar with Hammer Horror at all? I am not, but I mean, what you talking about? I kind of a little bit. Yeah. Again, if you haven't seen if you haven't seen any of these movies, I would highly advise you to go check them out. Okay. They made a, t- they made a ton of films in the se- in the seventies and eighties. Uh, also, also in the news of horror, and this is news that makes me really happy. Uh, Chucky on Sci-Fi was renewed for a second season. Uh, this is I gotta watch it. I have it. I have it taped on the DVR. I haven't watched it. Yeah. Is it good? The, uh, Chucky's great. This is yeah, been, been my favorite thing that they either at Mancini's ever done with the property. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. This is ahead of the season two, season one finale, which is going to be happening tomorrow. Um, yeah, I've been, I've watched every episode so far. It is it's it's really great. I think it blends what works about the originals, uh, the two the uh, two comedies, the you know Bride and Seed, and then the two uh, remakes or not the two the two uh, the, the two reboots, which is uh, Curse and Cult that came out in 20, 2013, 20, uh, 
14, I think. But either way, I think that is a great job of blending all the elements together of what makes what made each of them work or, or not work, and just putting them on screen and making it making a long form series, which it works considerably better than I thought it would. It's also surprisingly like gruesome and vulgar. Like I am shocked by how much you can get away with on on cable TV now. We've come a long way <laughs> because, like, yeah, they curse, they show blood. <laughs> There's not been any nudity yeah. yet. I think that I think that's one step too far, but. Yeah, like it's it's kind of crazy because like, like that was stuff only reserved for like you know the scramble channels, your HBOs, your Showtimes, but they're doing this like on like Sci-Fi and yeah, it's crazy. USA. Which granted, I don't watch I don't watch them on broadcast. I watch them on I, I watch them after the fact. So like I don't maybe they do censor them on TV. I'm not sure, but regardless, Chucky is fantastic. I think that if you're not watching it, you absolutely should. It's really short. The first season's only gonna be like eight episodes, and yeah, uh, highly recommend checking it out. Uh, next piece we were talking about, uh, Jamie Dornan had an uh, interview recently in which he talked about him meeting with Kevin Feige to portray a superhero. Uh, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh-oh. I don't think it's no. I think that Jamie Dornan has proven the past couple years. The past couple years uh, especially, he's, he's, a good, he's, he's a good actor. Like, in Belfast especially. He's, he's really great in Belfast. Oh, that's good too. I need to I need to check out one out. But yeah, uh, would you, would you want to see Jamie Dornan join the MCU? I think. Well, I mean, isn't everybody joining? I mean, everybody is yeah. at some point. At some point, everybody. As, is I, as, I, as I, I'm sitting there watching Eternals, I'm like Angelina Jolie now, and you know, I'm just like watching all this. And I'm Selma, like Salma Hayek. Selma I'm like, Hayek. I never in a million years would have thought all these Harry I'm Styles. Like, yeah, Harry Styles, which is so. Oh my, and, and Stannis's brother. I'm like, really? Uh, it's crazy. Anyway. Was he supposed to be Thanos' brother? Oh, I, I thought you said I thought you said Stannis, like Stannis Baratheon. I'm like, what the fuck? No, yeah, no, no. Yeah. Thanos, Thanos, sorry, Thanos' brother. brother. Yeah, but um, I know I was late to the party on that one because I, like I said, just saw it today. But um, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, he's a good actor. Outside of no, he really is. We like, we all I, have I our like, hiccups. You know? I think he would have been a great Batman when they were looking for a new one. Yeah, I, I could have seen that. Yeah, but either way, I think that Jimmy Dornan's is a fantastic actor. I'm glad that he's kind of... I'm glad him and Dakota Johnson are escaping the, the Fifty Shades cloud that was hanging over them for the longest time. But those also got you... I mean, they all also got them, like, recognized, too. I mean, you know what I mean? So you you, you got to kind of... Yeah, I, I think like, when, when they both talk about it, like, they... Like, even though they didn't like the movies, like, they didn't regret doing them just because it got no, their name out it, there. Absolutely. So, I mean... I mean, yeah, and look what they've done now. They both have done wide bodies of work, so, yeah, yeah and well, it's working both, out for them. They'll both continue to do wide bodies of work. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I would definitely like to see Jamie Dornan do something in Marvel. <laughs> Hopefully it's up yeah. there. Something else I'd like to see, but I seriously doubt, uh, Kathleen Kennedy, newly restored uh, head of Lucasfilm, Kathleen Kennedy, uh, said that there are currently plans to bring these sequel characters back, being... Uh, uh, Ray, Finn, and Poe Dameron, played by three actors who seemingly have no interest in going back to Star Wars. Huh. That's my reaction, also. Yeah, it's a little, little crazy. Yeah, it, it's it's strange to me. So just bearing in mind, uh, I like I said, the three of them have kind of demonstrated on several occasions that they just they did not have a good time working, especially like towards the end, like towards the middle, they were fine. Yeah. It was working on the last one, Rise of Skywalker, that really just like pushed me. Just like, yeah, I, we don't want, we don't want to do this anymore. Uh, They're probably so burned out too. I would imagine. Yeah, too. they would. I, I also, I also get in some cases like John Boyega, especially because like, his character just went nowhere. 
Um, oh, yeah. yeah Poe Dameron also kind of went nowhere. Uh, but yeah, uh, I would be. I would not be opposed to seeing those actors come back to the characters. I just don't. I'd be surprised if it happened. But yeah, stranger things. Yeah. Ha- stranger things have happened. Like I said, I said. Yeah. We'll, I said we'd never see Zack Snyder Justice League. Man, look where we are. I did. I did. I, did I see? <laughs> I, I had to keep reminding myself. Oh yeah, I did see that. But uh, yeah. So Russell, man. would you like to see these actors or characters return in some way, shape, or form? I mean, yeah, only if they want to. I mean, you know, I don't want them to be in something that they're not interested in doing or, you know what I mean, have a energy to, to be in. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it'd be weird to have that bring them, considering like those those people are so synonymous with characters now. It'd be weird to like have anybody else play them. I mean, you it's it's so not that far removed from it that you would have to have those guys play them. I mean, you couldn't have anybody else. Yeah. I mean, unless they have like older versions of all of them, in which case, uh, it's then like, it's like, do you really care about their story then? Yeah. Like, like what happens in between? Like we want to know what happens in between. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, speaking of actors who didn't, who allegedly didn't want to do something anymore. Uh, Tom Holland, uh, oh, yeah. said in a few interviews that a few inter- interview indicated that he was not going to be Spider-Man for very much longer. Uh, he uh, said, I think he said something along the lines of like, I don't want to, like, you know, maybe we should try Miles Morales in the MCU, give someone else a shot. I think he said something along the lines of uh, if I'm playing, if I'm playing Spider-Man while I'm 30, I did something wrong. Then you got to queue up ACDC Money Talks. Yeah, well, also considering like he also once in an interview that like he wanted to play Spider-Man forever. I mean, but I mean, you you're locked into a, a job like that. I mean, it's it's money. You're guaranteed. To, you know what I mean? It's it's stupid to not. I mean, I could get it if you want to do other things. Go for it. But you're young. You, you you have literally your whole entire career. He's young. Why not do it? Well, money does talk because. Uh, he what's is what's just, the yeah? He has just renewed his contract. Uh, no one for how much, but I had, to, I had to figure it was a stupid amount of money because according yeah. to Sony had Amy Pascal, Marvel and Sony will be uh, collaborating for at least at least three more Spider-Man movies after this. So you're looking at almost a decade. I mean, close to a decade there. I mean, if you release it, think about this like in, t- in terms of sports for a second. I think. I think it's is, this is good news to keep someone like Tom Holland around because he he is young. It's kind of like yeah. draft. It's kind of like drafting a young quarterback. Like he is like he is a potential franchise. In a sense, he is a franchise player. Yeah, he ha- he's young. He's got legs. He's got longevity. You can you can have him on. You can have him on the squad for what like 10, 20, 30 years. So yeah, now this thing will be going for thirty. This year will be going for thirty years. But you can have him around for a while. Yeah, and yeah, having him as, as a linchpin of this universe, it makes it makes sense to keep him around for that much longer. Yeah, especially because RDJ is kind of obviously out of the picture, so it's kind of like somebody else has to kind of pick up the mantle. RDJ so and speak. Evans, Evans is gone too. Evans is gone. Yeah, I mean, so you you pretty much have like Hemsworth pretty much by himself, but I mean, but still, like you you still have yeah, but you know, yeah, you, the, yeah, you have players you recognize. Yeah, you ha- you have new blood coming in. Like Connor Bath, I think is going to be a big linchpin in the MCU. Looks like um, Elizabeth Olsen could be a big linchpin. Uh, Anthony Mackie, I think, I think he's the new Captain America. Looks like he's going to be a, a big, you know, a big franchise player now. For, did you say Florence Pugh? Florence Pugh could be. 
Yeah. I mean, I just thought, I just was thinking like talent wise, too, you'd want to lock well, her yeah, down. I mean, yeah, talent wise, of course, you want to lock her down. I mean, oh, and, yeah. and look, you have on TV, you got Florence P, you got, uh, I mean, Florence P soon, yeah. Cause on TV. Uh, you got Haley Steinfeld doing stuff. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, you gotta. It's, it's a good, it's a smart movie to lock down these young actors, especially considering how sure. big of a draw this character is in this universe. Because Spider-Man No Way Home tickets went on sale today, and it is. I missed this time. I really have. I missed. I kind of missed the time which we. I had to. Like, you had to grind online for tickets. <laughs> uh, yeah. So in big cities, that's big. Like 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 me. It's like I know I could go in the day of and see it because I don't live in like a, a big big city. You, know, like a big, you know what I mean? So I know that. Yeah. I know that. Yeah, I know the day of I can go. Like I'm not going to see it in Pittsburgh or Cleveland or you know closer areas to where I'm at. You know. But you know, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I actually I try I try to get him last night. The site could crash. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll I'll, I'll just I, go, I don't go to bed. I'll, I'll get him. I'll get him before work. I did. I got my tickets for. I, I, I got I got a couple of them. I got so I got one for Thursday, but I do got one for Friday. And I got one at like a real IMAX here, which I might just I might just cancel my one for Thursday and just go with that one on Friday. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. I I got mine. I'm excited to see it. I'm definitely seeing it opening weekend. Um, but yeah, the, the the high ticket demand for this is crashing sites all over the internet, and I think this. But I think that while it sucks for anyone who wants to see this movie, and scalpers who are apparently selling these tickets for thousands of dollars. Which why would you? I, that's crazy. Which yeah, like I'm looking. Yeah, I'm looking at this right now. This is from this is from an article on IGN. People are selling tickets for. Uh, this is some of the price I take for tickets. One hundred ten thousand forty five hundred and twenty five thousand dollars. I don't care. You, like, I, 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 okay. One, you're an idiot trying to sell tickets for that for that high. Two, if any, if you buy them, if anybody buys those, you're an idiot too. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. I think that this is great news for box office because it means that people are ready to go out. People are ready to go out to movies again. This feels like the first genuine event movie we've event movie we've had since what. Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I mean, this is a good. It's a good. Pro- it's a good. Yeah, it's definitely a good problem. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a it's a good problem now, especially for people who work in the industry. So yeah, um, yeah, uh, I'm excited to see. I mean, do, do you think this could be the first movie to break a billion dollars since the pandemic started? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I, it absolutely has the the, you know, the moti- the uh, not the motivation the, uh, the draw the appeal the. The draw behind it, I would say, the the momentum behind it, I should say, I think for sure. I th- I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, so we'll see, we'll see how how it does, but it's looking things are looking really good for No Way Home, which I think I think Sony I think Sony kind of saw that and just like, oh yeah, you know, yeah. and we should revisit that deal. <laughs> yeah, well, let's get back talking about that deal now. <laughs> yeah, uh, but anyway, that's gonna do it for Notorious News. We now move on to our movie of the week, Independence Day. So talk yeah. about your summer blockbusters, right? Speaking of which, speak, yeah, summer blockbusters which we're talking about in November, which that was that was on my. I probably should have put on Men in Black instead of this, but yeah, hey, I mean it's 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 all good. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. Uh, so yeah, this movie came out in the year the year of our Lord nineteen. We'll throw it back to nineteen ninety six. Twenty five years old as of July. I think it came out July second or July first of ninety six. One or the other. Yeah, uh, bring in the producing and writing team of Roland Emmerich and Dean Devlin. 
uh, previously had a hit with the 1994 film Stargate. Sounds... Or is it 93? It's 94. 94? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they did others before that. They did Joey, they did Hollywood Monster, they did... Uni- probably the, the biggest one's probably Universal Soldier. Yeah, oh yeah, Dolph Lundgren and uh, Sean Claude. Yeah, but everything changed when it got to Stargates. Uh, that's just, that just proved that, oh yeah, these guys can come and have something. Let, 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 yeah. let's, let's, so then, yeah, Twenty Century Fox came in, decided to step up and be like, you know what, let, why don't you come in Make this make this movie for us, and we'll, and we'll see what happens. And yeah, this idea actually came to Emmerich and Devil, and they were in your promoting, uh, and they're pr- promoting Stargate. And you know, they're yeah. they're fascinated by the idea by the idea of alien arrival. You know how the world react to it. And yeah, thus we got this, uh, the most patriotic movie to be made by a German. Yeah, it's funny because I remember this. I because like I said, this is uh, I was twelve. 12 going into the theater, you know what I mean? This is, this has those summer days at the bo- box office, man. It has all the feels. I, I still have my ticket, probably my ticket stub uh, thing in my tote that I have. I remember tickets were like 350 for a matinee, um, 575 I believe, at night, which is – we were – oh, my God. I can't believe 575 Now look at tickets. Crazy. <laughs> but uh, this is – when we talk about summer box office or like blockbusters, we I always go back to these types of movies, like your Independence Days or your Men in Blacks. Like every year, there was that one movie that everybody had to go see, and this was definitely it, 1996. Yeah. My mom told me because uh, when the, back in the day, like uh, they actually got a free uh, early preview of Independence Day before it before it oh, released okay. wide, and yeah, there's yeah. a talk about like how mu- like how mind blowing it was. Like oh my god, and then, and oh. how they were telling all their friends, yes, like, it was. Yo, this movie's gonna blow Ch- your minds. Chance it was, and I wish like you could if you could like borrow my 1996 eyes and and watch it because obviously seeing it 25 years later, I'm like, wow, like you know what I mean? It definitely is aged, but like you watch it and you're like. I remember being so blown away by this technology, like the technology and just everything, the special effects, everything. I mean, you got to keep in mind this is a year before, and I always used to use it as the pinnacle of the benchmark as Cameron's Titanic in '97, because I mean, just what he did with that film and just the way it looked on on camera, it just it still looks fantastic. But I'm um, Independence Day. I mean, the, the the special effects were, I mean, pretty pretty good in '96. You know, they're pretty fantastic. You know, but yeah, but, but let's uh, talk, let's, yeah, let's, crazy. Let's, let's 25 years. This. Yeah, let's get into this. <laughs> this 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 is Independence Day. We st- we start off by showing like I think the show showing off about those special effects, which yeah, twenty five years later, do hold up pretty for the most part. Do hold up pretty well. Yeah, honestly, not too too bad. I mean, still I not as crisp, like, but still definitely not as bad. There is CG in the movie, but oh, like there's actually quite a bit of this that's done practically. And that's the smart part though too, because it, it because those types of movies will age perfectly because you're not sitting there picking it apart. You know what I mean? Exactly. But yeah, so. <laughs> Uh, we 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 see a guy at a ra- at a uh, listening station listening listening to the irony radio station, <laughs> in which <laughs> in which he without the <laughs> without the irony yeah uh, in which he hears some kind of signal coming from coming from the earth or coming from outer space, and this is this is unprecedented thing so much so that nobody knows what to do. When it when it comes up, don't you just love it when we're just ill prepared to handle something like that? Yeah, ab- absolutely nobody has any idea what to do now. We set up this it's entire like, wh- post yeah. to do to do this one thing. Yeah, we never prepped. It's like what? 
Huh? <laughs> we yeah. never got the memo on that, guys. Uh, that that briefing never got around. And this is where we start to, and then, so we, we cut to a uh, where 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 is this? This is some kind of uh, is it the, is it the Pentagon? I'm not sure. Uh, what are you talking about? The beginning? No, no. Yeah, after we get to the radio, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, anyway, we, we get I, to some kind DC. of oh, space yeah. command. It is the Pentagon. Yeah, space command of the Pentagon. Uh, in which we meet one of the major characters, our first major character of the film, Robert the, Robert Loja playing the general. As we start to notice, like the cast, the cast of this movie is incredibly stacked. Stacked. I mean, you look at the small supporting cast. You still have like like later on, we'll talk about Harry Connick, but like even like the smaller cast, you've seen these guys in a lot of movies. Yeah, but like even in this scene, like I, I didn't notice. Let's watch around. Like Dan, like Dan Laria, the dad map from Dad from um fucking Wonder Years. Blank check. Oh, the de- yeah, and then the other dude from Blank Check. Yeah, they're in the scene, just like what the. F-? Yeah, yeah, it was a dude from the Wonder Years. Did they ain't messing around? Yeah, yeah. They see they see this thing. We're just just like yeah, whatever this is, it's getting. It's huge. It's like a quarter of the size of the moon, and it's getting closer. It's just like, and you think it was like, how did nobody see this until it was at the moon? And the movie, asked, yeah, you legit put yeah. How did legit nobody put a guy on the moon? <laughs> How did nobody who watched this guy for a living see this? I mean, don't you have satellites out there that literally do that? Yeah. Dude, and the thing is, they never say how. No, it, it, it's just because you just have to go with it. We just that we just didn't see it all. Oh, okay. We just missed it. How? <laughs> oh, don't ask. It's a quarter. It's a quarter. Yeah, you, you saying it's a quarter size of the moon does not help things. If it was smaller, then okay, believable. <laughs> Wait, what? I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, they 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 saw an Armageddon. It was the size of Texas. Come on, let's go. Uh, we we then meet another major character, uh, the president Thomas J. Whitmore, played by Bill Pullman, a guy who how clueless is he as a as a president? Though? A guy who was fighting against all odds <laughs> to be to not be Bill Paxton. It was so funny though because it's so like he he he's a guy that just can't make up a decision. Every, people got to tell him what to do, kind of almost. You know what I mean? He's like, go go do that. Yeah, yeah, go do that. You know what I mean? He's very indecisive as a president. Yeah, yeah, and and that's, and that's the thing people kind of notice him. Like his his poll, his poll numbers are not doing very well. They're at yeah. they're at an all time low. Uh, and I I like Bill Pullman in this movie though. I think he, oh I, I, I do too though. I can't share talk though because that's still one of the best speeches. Still, we'll, I mean we'll, we'll, we'll get to yeah, the speech. I like I, yeah. Yeah, and like he's, but he's fantastic. And I think they're trying to emulate. Like he's like a more incompetent Kennedy. Yeah, I would. I would go with that. Yeah, because obviously with like yeah, it, and it's, space it's, it's and all just, that stuff. It, yeah, yeah, it's just like you know, like I don't think, I don't think Kennedy ever went, ever went to war, but just for like the the young thing where like he appealed to the youth demographic, and now he just he's not living up to to the promise that he he uh, yeah. Realized. Which was, I guess was Kennedy during Bay of Pigs, but and that's that's not here nor there. Um, yeah, we we find out that he's not doing well. We then bounce to another one of our main characters, uh, David Levinson, played by Jeff David. Goldblum. David! 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 <laughs> take a drink every time you hear David! All right. That's the dude from Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, Harvey, Harvey Firestein. Yeah, Harvey Firestein. Yeah, he's great. And uh, his dad, played by Judd Hirsch. Taxi, baby. Perfect. A, a lot of, a lot of great, right a lot of great, great cast in here. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, like, we, yeah, think about, I don't think we've ever had a chance to talk about Jeff. Oh, we, we did we did review Jurassic Park, but we'll, we'll say it again here. Jeff Goldblum is a guy who, even when he's in something, just playing himself, it's just playing like a Jeff Goldblum type. 
He's still so fun to watch. Uh, it's, the, it's Jeff fucking Goldblum. Dude, it's Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, and it, and it's always like a variation of a Jeff Goldblum. You know what I mean? It's always yeah. like you know, it's 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 like Jurassic Park, but it's its own little, you know, uh, you know, David's his own character. But it, it all stems from the same Jurassic Park Jeff Goldblum. You know what I mean? And it's still fun to watch. <laughs> you know what I also miss about this about this era of, of blockbuster? Just blatant yeah. product placements. Oh my! In this one, most probably yeah. is is definitely coke oh coke absolutely i like, mean yeah there's constant coke cans all around they have a fruitopia machine in the movie yeah fruitopia yeah, yeah. <laughs> if that doesn't date you yeah wow that's crazy yeah they de- definitely a lot of good product placement this is uh again that's what you did in you know the summer block blockbuster films yeah i think he he works at what a cable company i believe so yes yeah, uh, he works at a cable a cable company. How we ended up here? He's like, he's like a computer genius. How did, how did he end up here? I have no idea. He's here. That's all we know. Yeah, he's, he's here. <laughs> that's, that's what matters. But he's good all. at solving the problem that we're in right now. So we need him. Forget all that shit. We got to meet more characters. <laughs> yeah. Mainly crop uh-huh. duster Russell, played by Randy Quaid. <laughs> uh, played by Randy Quaid and his entire family. Uh, yeah. He's. Uh, he's a guy who he, he's a, he's a crop. Basically, what we find in the scene, he's a crop duster, not very good at his job, and his kid and, hates him. And his kids hate him. And, and he's an alcoholic. And he's an alcoholic. I mean, that's all you got going for you. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, the whatever is inbounding Earth is coming, coming a lot closer. Or yeah, it's, it's getting a lot closer, and we don't know how to react. I think I think this is actually very telling, and especially in this first couple, this first like hour or so of the movie, it's very telling of how we would react if aliens would, did actually come to Earth. Well, yeah, I think it's a more realistic approach. I mean, it's like you don't, and kind of what we said in the beginning. When when do you plan for this? Like, yeah. uh, what do you do? I think it's one of those go with the flow type moments because that's what you have to do in that in that situation. You know, again, it starts realistically. <laughs> oh boy, does it yeah. go quickly. Oh, I mean, we're, we're, yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so we, we find out that uh, David, computer expert who works at a cable company, <laughs> decides to fig- somehow figures out that the whatever is out there is using our satellites to communicate. And how? It just it just because he it just because. Just 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 because. How, how does he do this? I don't know. Because well, you because you have to believe him because this is the problem that just, we're in and he has the answer so you have to listen to him. He does. Uh, but that's when this is when shit really starts happening. Uh, <laughs> these ships, uh, the bi- the big ship, just starts dispersing these all these little ships that keep going around different, well, different land, like city- different landmarks around the world. Cities or landmarks. Only, we only see the invading American landmark because that's what matters in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it, this is our Independence Day, guys. Okay, this is don't try to hog it. Don't try to hog it. Other countries. July Fourth is America. Okay. Nobody else. <laughs> Coca Cola, America. <laughs> yeah, uh, this, I think something that this movie does, really does well is just it does scale very well because I yeah. lo- I love the sh- the shot the shot setup of the reveal of these spaceships where it just like it's just shadow and then you cut to like yeah. the, the you know contrasting shots but people just looking up and just people like looking yeah. at all like and. I do got to give some props to Roland Emmerich here just because, like, he did do he did a great job with, with his extras in this. Because everyone, oh, like, everyone looks like 
like how you expect people like they're they're in shock, they're in awe, yeah. slight terror. <laughs> just like, I mean, everyone has this this aura of like, oh, nothing matters anymore. <laughs> but but again, and, and something a thing that we've mentioned a lot more with other films like Jaws, that not seeing it builds more tension. I think that's just uh, just something that we've learned, and I think you know it's something our listeners just it's, you not seeing it. I think builds more tension than say, obviously seeing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyways, uh, the ships come. The ships come in, not the most creatively designed ships, but like I, like I said, the scale and the weight of it, of what you're seeing, more than makes up for the fact that the design is just not that creative. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's just supposed to be an it's just supposed to be an ice bicycle. I mean, that's basically what it is. Yeah, yeah, it's big it's big old dinner plates going all around the U.S. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's no big deal. Yeah. Uh. But anyways, uh, they just so happen to land over all the world's most famous landmarks, just because. How how they, how they knew where they were at? How I don't they know. how they know what what meant stuff to us? I don't know. <laughs> but it was funny because you went back to like and I remember David said something. He knows why they have the satellite disruption. I just wrote this down because I thought this was kind of. Apparently, they found a signal hidden inside our own satellite system. And they're using our own satellites against us. Yeah, is the whole like the thing, which is again, it's just so I- intricate though. It's like so, it's really hard to kind of explain it or just kind of like you know what I mean. Like w- when you when you're trying to explain this movie, you know, you're just like it just it's just because. Yeah, I also just love like then they got to, they got to California when the ship landed and like it makes produce these massive like vibrations on on the city. And yeah, and, I, it's, it's, and yeah. it's the most California thing. We're just like it's just an earthquake. Go back to sleep. Yeah, because because that's when we first meet, obviously uh, Will Smith's character. Yeah. This uh, is Hiller. This is where we meet uh, the guy who we're making the show after, Will Smith. Yeah, as Captain Steve Fine. Hiller. Yep. Uh, so yeah, this is the movie that really put Will Smith on the map as like a leading man. This was fun yeah. fact. This was the first film he was in that he got top billing for. And and this is obviously we would see a year later with you know Men in Black and just just in the, in that summer time like you know just like like Jim Carrey and stuff like that you would have you know your Will Smith movies always coming out and and this he never looked back yeah I mean and being top build seeing him in this movie like he is at far and away the standout of this entire of this entire film oh absolutely without him I think this whole movie. Just his, he knows when to be funny. He knows when to be serious. He knows, I mean, the drama, obviously you have him with, uh, you know, Vivica A. Fox's character, Jasmine. Um, just everything about it, you know? I, I think he knows how to play that all well. Yeah, ab- ab- absolutely. And he's, he's this guy, he, is, he has that important that movie star quality. He's got a lot of charisma behind him. And also, he's, he's, a, he's such a great actor. But you brought he brought that from Fresh Prince, so he was like that in Fresh Prince. So, he, he, you know what I mean? He really was. So it was like the dude had that work. I mean, he he had it obviously before that, but it was one of those things where this really showcased to everybody, hey, this guy's pretty good. You should check this guy out. Absolutely, and yeah, this 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 is a movie that absolutely blew him up. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, the aliens are are there about fourteen saucers all around the world that are <laughs> that are according to David <laughs> are set to are set to attack. In, I think well, a period of what six hours. Yeah, which how he knew how he found that out. Apparently, there's some kind of like the zero and one system. I like, I don't know how he found out the timing of this. Yeah, some, yeah, some kind of bi- yeah, some kind of binary code. He's <laughs> not following. Yeah, but also, why are these aliens waiting sixteen hours to attack? 
Yeah, I, I yeah, <laughs> don't know. Like, why, why are you giving them time? Yeah, it's like, dude, you have to act. Yeah, but, but yeah, anyways, uh, since they give, since they given them time, uh, it gives time for uh, Captain Hillary to leave to get canceled, so he has to report back to the base. Uh, I, he's not, he's not in the Air Force. I think he's what Navy, Marine Corps. Marine he's Marine Corps. Corps. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I just know. I just know he definitely was not the was not with the Air Force. Yeah. Uh, we also we also got our first glimpse of the First Lady, played by uh, I don't remember the actress's name, but she was Laura Roslin from Battleship Galactica. So, Mary Marilyn? Uh, no, was it uh, Mary McDonald? Mary McDonald. Yeah. Yeah. Mary McDonald. Yeah. And also his, his daughter, played by again, just a His daughter, played by Mae Whitman, uh, the voice of uh, Katara on the Last Airbender. And she was also Lauren, oh, Graham's, wow. Lauren Graham's daughter on um, fucking shit. Was that Gilmore? Parenthood. Or Parenthood. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. That, wow. That was her daughter there. And also uh, Will Smith's stepson played by, of course, Buckwheat <laughs> from Little Rascals. <laughs> That's crazy. We also, get a pe- we also get to find out that uh, Dennis, uh, Randy Quaid's character, uh, Russell, was played was uh, he was a, uh, I think it was Vietnam vet. World War II. Vietnam sounds right. Vietnam, Vietnam World War II. Some 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 kind of, yeah. some kind of war. He's a, yeah. he was a war vet. He claimed he was he claimed he was kidnapped by aliens. They probably did weird stuff to his butt. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, when when you know, when in doubt, you know, when in doubt, they're gonna do stuff to your butt. <laughs> uh, but Wear a couple extra pairs of pants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back, back at the back at the airport, but we see that uh, Stephen Hiller is meeting with his best friend. Oh my God, uh, Harry Connick Jr. Dude, dude, his shit's so funny. Though this guy is somebody. I like his comedic presence in this one though, because he's just so. Did, like how this guy really got into the Marine Corps? Yeah, this guy got in. Yeah, it's like, dude, this guy's not taking anything serious at all. He's like a complete joker. But you can kind of see why that they're friends, though. They, they, you know, they have that, you know, that sense of humor together. Like, it's basically playing, what is it, uh, fucking Jamie Kennedy from Malibu's Most Wanted. Yeah, yeah. In the what? Yeah. Oh, that was a, oof, that was a bad movie. Oof. Yes, it was. Uh, but yeah, so we find out that he wants to get into the to, into NASA. Uh, NASA won't yeah. let him in because they don't. They will not. Lo- they will not allow Black Ash now, which is funny because I think, I think they did have Black Ash up before this. Yeah. So, what's the reason, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder. If they I wonder if they let Harry Connick Jr. in. Oh man, they'd have to really be desperate for an opening. Maybe post COVID, like if they were dying for like extra people to come in to because places are hiring anybody now. So, it was like a really funny bit. Like, like we kept back to Vivica A. Fox who. Again, like uh, Smith's pants. Smith is a stripper, pose. and yeah, she's she's a she's a stripper who is. Well, she looks. Let me tell you what. She she looks fantastic. She looks. Gr- she looks great in '96. Yes, in absolutely. '96 tra- treated her good. But she, was, she was somehow brought in to work. But I don't know why, because there's nobody at this club. There, it's empty. It's, it's literally empty. empty, and she's dancing like for nobody. Exactly. I'm like, what are you doing? Just leave. Put your cl- put your clothes on. Nobody. No, you don't have to do this. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so anyway, Judd Hirsch, uh, Hirsch, and Jeff Goldblum are trying to get to the White House. Meanwhile, people at the White House are trying to do a trying to get a signal to the aliens to show that, you know, yeah, we're good, we're good, pal. They <laughs> got this yeah. light thing. Well, it's because I'm assu- I'm assuming they just couldn't get the rights to the whole you know the pi- the pipe organ from 
Those calls Canada third kind. Yeah, or they, yeah, or they could, or they, or they, or they couldn't think of uh, like a rival like years later that they didn't have any like big uh, whiteboards with markers. They, 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 they didn't have Amy Adams to come in. No, man, that's all you need. You 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 get her, and I think you would have been fine. I think you guys. I think we could have done this a lot more peacefully. Uh, the aliens are not amused by the light show. Uh, they are not. They are not a fan. Yeah, they just blast this chopper out of the sky. Uh, however, time is still running, and there are people who are protesting. Or not protesting, but they're there to be the welcome party for the aliens, which, let's face it, in, the world, in a world where anti-vaxxers still exist, yeah, this would happen. Oh, I mean, look at look at the Y2K. It was supposed to be the end of the world, too. Yeah. I mean, you had all those people running out to their you know grocery stores and stocking up piles of food and, and, and all their stuff, like their basement like kitchens they had. Yeah, I, I could absolutely see this. This would absolutely, yeah. And I could see this being like a uh, reality television show with these people. Yeah. But anyways, the ships start opening up. That's when everyone <laughs> starts getting a really bad vibe. And for good yeah, that's reason. That's the oh shit moment, yeah. Uh, they, blow, they shoot this beam down, and shit starts blowing up. And I remember now, what top of the building are they on? It's not, it's not the Empire State, because Empire State's back. That's New York. They're at the Capitol Records building. Okay. Because okay. I knew because you could see it. You could see LA, it in, LA, in the right? distance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that, yeah. that's Capitol Records building. But yeah, okay. This was the scene that captured everybody. This is the scene that got everybody's oh, money, because like the, the, tra- oh, the first trailer ended with the shot of the White House exploding. Yeah, and it was so iconic. I mean, like till still to this day, you absolutely have that ingrained in your head. Like you could see it, you know. Yeah, today, and the thing is like. These are all practically done. Explosions are all done using miniatures and models and like real, you know, real pyrotechnics and like it's, it's incredibly impressive. But it looks so real. I mean, that's that's the thing. That's that's the thing why it, it has aged. Like and like later on, we'll talk a little bit more about it. some of the things that didn't age too well. But for the most part, those explosions look fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Again, you you get the you get the scope of it. You, like you see, like the whole entire, the fireball is coming in, engulfing everything. Like it's just, it, 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 in theaters, this scene plays so incredibly oh. well. Oh my god! I remember we were. It, it was DTS Digital Sound, and I remember how awesome it sounded. It sounded so amazing, so immersive, so loud. I mean, every every crash, every loud ship, every everything, every loud explosion, huge. You felt it. Say what, say what you love about Emmerich as a filmmaker or as a writer, as a director. The guy knows how to go big. Oh, dude, and and uh, even I know we we bust chops later on with like what Geostorm and some of the other stuff that he did, but it's it's still do, fun. He didn't do Geostorm. That was uh... he didn't. Did he do Geostorm? No, Dean Devlin did that one. Oh my God. Okay, they're so synonymous. The day after tomorrow, Emmerich did right. He did do that one. Okay, that well, one, I like what I'm saying with that though. 2012. Yeah, 2012, which sucked. I think that was probably one of the worst ones. I mean, it was so boring. Anyway, um, no, but it, you just you just see that, that he has that scope. You know, those guys definitely have the scope for those big special effects. Yeah, this this made blowing up American Landmark school until like five years yeah. later, in which case it became very very uncool. You you don't do that. 
<laughs> this is pre nine eleven. You were allowed to do that. Yes, we were. And, and it's, isn't it isn't it crazy though? Like you you go back and watch some of these New York uh, scene like scenes and movies. You see like the, the the towers are all perfect and not just like looking so beautiful in the in the backdrop of, <laughs> and of just, uh, and New York just, City. And it's like, crazy. And, and like, yeah, and anytime you see like an old like an older movie with like nine eleven in the skyline, yeah. you're just like yeah. ooh. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, but it's, it, but it is crazy that just like just to think of how many movies had those such those iconic towers on them, and it's it's it just it's it's really crazy. Yeah, uh, but we also got some bad news. Um, well, I mean, people are blaming the president for not acting fast enough on this regarding yeah uh, regarding the response to the aliens, but they've also lost contact with the first lady's ship. Yeah, so it's not looking too good. We think she might be a goner. Oh, we also forgot about some of it. But again, I forgot, I forgot to mention this. But, oh, all the praise. This movie, is, this, this explosion scene is not about, about some dumb shit. Like, first of all, uh, Vivica A. Fox and her son and dog for outrun fire. Uh, I mean, and and the dog jumping, and that's and just at the nick of time like that. Get, that dog would have been scorched. They get into a doorway where I guess the fire can't find them there. That's what I was like. I was like, dude, that fire would have blown through that. That fire was like aggressive. Yeah, and also like doesn't like the extreme heat or lack of oxygen doesn't affect them. That doesn't fire need oxygen. Now you're throwing the seeds of doubt in our listeners. <laughs> like this couldn't happen. I don't know. You, you can't be in the negative. You're being the negative police now. You can't jump into a doorway and avoid a fireball. But let's be honest, okay? That 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 fire was moving fast. I don't even think Vivica Fox would have had a chance to to fucking run. Yeah. But anyway, so. Uh, well, uh, Will Smith and his crew are now mounting up to go assault the aliens. Mount up. Mount up. Get, get ready. <laughs> get ready, Black Knights. Uh, yes. Yeah, so they, they uh, get to L.A. where the attack has happened. And they got, they got a clip. First of all, they got a lot of fucking jets. Holy shit. There's a ton. Yeah, there's a ton. Even in the opening, in this first scene, where it's supposed to get like decimated, there's a ton. It's like, dude, you don't even need to share that stuff. We can save some cash. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they uh, they they get the they get their missiles locked on the ship. They fire, but uh, here's the problem: it looks like their ship has a force field on it. What? That's not fun. Yeah, that's not fun. And, and yeah, nothing nothing can get past the shield. Uh, they deploy their their other their other fighters, which I will I will give credit. Like I said, I think despite the fact that the UFOs aren't. Yeah, they're not very creatively designed. The actual like fighter ships, I think those are. I think they're unique. I think that they, when you look at, you can clearly tell it's an Independence Day ship. It's a lot. It's a lot. There's a lot more movement though. The aerial battles are more. You know, there's more movement yeah. with 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 everything. You're actually, it's not just a stationary object. You know what I mean? It's it's more fun for sure. Yeah, exactly. It's a pretty fun. We get some pretty fun dogfights, but the fact that it's not really a competition. These ships can just, well, but most because these ships have late like laser cannons and shield as well uh they can just mow through this entire squad oh i mean it's not even it's not even close no it's not but yeah so they're just like okay get him out of there this this is this is a bad idea <laughs> yeah uh and then we get maybe the most dramatic scene of the entire movie oh boy uh yeah, so uh <laughs> hiller and jimmy pull off they're trying to escape they've got two they got two uh fighters on them <laughs> but Jimmy tries something. He just, I don't know. I'm not sure what happened. I guess like he run, like he runs out of oxygen. Things critical in his ship. Something. He started. He he couldn't breathe. I don't know what happened. I don't know if his oxygen tank locked up or something. But it was something really weird to where he was just like really like panicking. 
Yeah. <laughs> just like, but the whole time, like he's about to get shot down, and Will Smith is just acting the shit out of this scene. It's like, dude, that's my best friend. I want he's everybody like, to know it's my Jimmy! best friend. Jimmy, no! <laughs> and of course, you know, Harry Connick does not make the uh, the, uh, the transportation. I he's, mean, he's he's done now. The, the the wingman never makes it. No, I mean, come on. I mean, I mean didn't happen. St- <laughs> didn't happen in Top Gun. Didn't happen in Pearl Harbor. Not happening here. Did. Didn't happen in Star Wars. Didn't happen like, in Star Wars. You're, you're gonna lose somebody. Yeah, yeah. You're, 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 if you have a friend before a battle, he's, he's you're prob- You need to be in the same plane. You, yeah, See, you, that's what. Yeah. That's, well, no, that's pretty much how that. Goose in the same plane. He still died. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, because I think at the end, how David and, and Hiller together. Oh yeah. <laughs> you can you can combat that by just you know what we're just gonna be in the same plane then. Yeah. Or same ship. Unless you're Anthony Edwards in this case, you're. you're no matter what, you're fucked. No, somebody has to die. Sorry. He still managed to maneuver his thing and crash him, and then so we get some of his most iconic, some of Will Smith's most iconic lines in his career. Uh, oh yeah. First of all, he pu- he punches this thing out cold, which shouldn't be, shouldn't be possible. Which we'll get, we'll get to that later. Yeah. <laughs> he says, well, the most famous lines: "Welcome to Earth." Earth. That, that is E R F E R F F. And, and then I like the other one, uh, another one. Uh, now that's what that's I call a close, close encounter. It's like, <laughs> so you gotta, gotta your give friend a, just died. Give a little, uh, wait a minute, that's close encounter to the third kind. I see what you're doing there. That's a little uh, nod to another I alien see, film. I see I you, movie. You. I see you. But yeah, this is probably some of his most iconic, uh, funny like funny moments in this, funny clips or whatever in the film. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, and, th- and this, this is again. But this is getting ridiculous again because like <laughs> Jed Hirsch is like a stereotypical Jewish parent, where he just like, hey, yeah. hey David knew, I knew did nothing, but Dave, if it wasn't yeah. David, you all be dead. Not my David, yeah. Like yeah. you know, Air Fifty One, London, uh, Roswell, New Mexico. <laughs> it's like okay, Dad, come on, Air Fifty One's not real. Nothing's there. Oh, but then, wait a minute, surprise! But then, but then like the really wormy Secretary of Defense is just like. Uh yeah, about that. And they didn't. And they didn't tell the president though. And they did tell because I don't think he because he didn't know about he it. He didn't know. But I was just like, yeah. like you, you don't like. But people are here to wonder. It's like you don't think to maybe you know tell somebody about this. Especially the leader of the free world. Like I mean, you don't think it's kind of kind of like when, probably when, should run past them when similar looking alien ships crash. Like you don't think to say anything. It's like hey, uh, wait, wait, come here, Prez. Uh, we gotta have a little talk. That Area Fifty One, uh, it's legit. Yeah, but anyways, uh, we'll uh, again get two actors, which it's weird to think actually shared the screen at one point. Will Smith and Randy Quaid, they get picked yeah. up to head to head to uh, to head to the mysterious uh, base that's in the middle of the desert. We get to Area yeah, Fifty One, like Arizona, and Nevada, where, and that's where we meet one of the actors who definitely knows what movie he's in. Doctor oh, Oaken, yeah. played by Brent Spiner. Data himself, man, Dude, love so. it. Uh, he's, he's he's this guy who's like he's this really wormy scientist. not not wormy, but like he's this really like eccentric weirdo scientist that who's he's 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 but basically he, spent his whole time underground. He plays it perfectly though, like somebody who's never really, really had like does. a lot of human interaction, like outside of 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 this base, outside of this little you know little nook that he's been in for how, God knows how long he's been down there. But it's oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's 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 fantastic in this. We also got Adam Baldwin in this scene, uh, Jane from Firefly. We, yeah, I did see that in there too. 
but yeah, look, so yeah, they just so happen to have one of the alien ships in in this base. And the president's okay, like, now this is the why thing. Was that, why was I not yeah. told about this? Especially when this like ship was from the '60s, like legit. It's been down there for 30 years. Like really? Yeah, just like why was I told about this? And, and the Secretary of Defense is just like plausible deniability. It's like, what the fuck does that mean? Be like, yeah, sure, okay, yeah, I buy who, that. Who is going to come and ask me about this? This is crazy, and like, I like how like how was this shit getting funded? And I like Judd Hirsch's thing. You think like thirty dollars for, uh, for what was it? Thirty dollars for like a toilet seat or something? Hey, you don't think fifty dollars toilet seats? Thirty dollars a toilet seat. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was funny. It's like, dude, they were they they were getting funded. Don't worry, indirectly, they were definitely getting funded. Yeah, they got ships. They they got they got the ship. They got alien specimens, but now they got a live one, which Smith just happens to bring in. Which I don't understand. Him being in that hot heat wouldn't have killed him. Yeah, but also again, the knock this thing out for several hours. Which again, that's the other thing. Like, should, what is, should not be possible because we later find out that he that it's wearing an exoskeleton. So technically, it's protected. Yeah, yeah. it's protected. So like, how how hard did this dude hit? <laughs> We got to bring his other movie, Concussion, into Concussion. discussion. <laughs> I guess apparently, <laughs> okay. the uh, the alien wasn't wearing his NFL license helmet. Oh, uh, you gotta. <laughs> you remember, be, hey, when, when you kill this alien, be, be sure to shoot him in the chest. Gotta save his brain for science. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's science, uh, science one hundred one. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So then these aliens, uh, we find out these aliens had the ability to take over minds. Uh, and use the take over the mind of Doctor Oak, and one of the, again one of the most iconic parts where it takes over and just like release me. I remember how scary that scene was when I was a twelve year old in the theater. It was super because it was super loud. Well, yeah, we're, it, like it's, it's it's loud. It's all the the, the room is all foggy, and then you just hear just yeah, slam then, into the glass. Wow. Yeah, it was, was like, super oh, scary. Yeah. I remember that. Release me. Okay, okay, okay. Whatever he does, but then you just. Then, we're trying to reason with this thing. You just I'm trying to figure out what he wants, uh, but then like he like mind melds with the alien. Yeah, because I guess he's taught. So I th- yeah, yeah, pretty much. So Doctor Oaken is quote unquote dead. We later we yeah. later find out no he isn't. But yeah, we'll get to the, we'll get to the movie later. Um, uh, we find out that these aliens are basically like locusts. They go to a planet, feast on all its natural resources. Then they leave. Yeah. Oh, do we forget to mention that David's ex-wife worked with the president? David's ex-wife works with the president. Yeah, and it's like, hey, you know, that's his like that's his like inside like inside yeah. scoop to, to kind of help like to kind of like bring this to the forefront. We had a falling out with because he he apparently punched the president at some point. Yeah, that that would usually be a bad look. Yeah, that's a bad form. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Hiller then decides to jack a helicopter and go to the base where uh, the gay fox is supposed to meet him, who she just so happens to be there with the first lady. Again, he's the mother of coincidences. I mean, like, what are the odds? Like, And she knew who the first lady was, like, just like that and everything? Come on. <laughs> Not only do you just so happen to find the first lady, you get to the air base and just so happen to get picked up by, like by the, the guy like at the, the right Like the time. eight people you put in your pickup truck, she was one of them. Come on now. <laughs> Well, anyways, uh, the president gives the authorization to nu- to nuke uh, the ships. Uh, they try, they get a hit. However, 
that didn't work. <laughs> the nuke goes off, could not get past the shields. And then he quickly goes up, we're aborting again. <laughs> Just like, well, we're fucked. Yep, we're going to go ahead and abort now. This is me, like, it's like, make a decision. What do you want to do? <laughs> do you want to attack Jimmy? What do, I, what do I do? Yeah. Uh, but then we get the second sad death in the movie, and that's the that's the first lady. We see that they picked her up too late. She's having maternal bleeding, and she is going to die. And that's and this this is a kind of a sad scene because Bill Pullman and her you can see like they're actually really in a, in a loving marriage and it's basically like um, he goes oh you're gonna be okay and she's like you know she knows when he's lying and you just feel bad for the daughter sitting out there and like he, she goes his mommy's asleep and he goes yeah it's like you know she didn't make it it's just it's it's kind of a sad scene it's one of those like deep impact moments you know what I mean the 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 sad the the human emotion kicks in there it's kind of sad yeah it really yeah it is. Uh, but then we but then we get back to Sicilian. And Chef Goldblum is drunk. He's just like, "What are you doing? I'm making a mess. Be best of the planet. I mean, they won't they won't want it anymore. <laughs> Got to burn the rainforest up, toxic waste, pollute the air, rip up the ozone." Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, uh, so David gets an epiphany at this point, talking to his dad. Again, a real nice human between the two, and they actually do have really good chemistry. And you can totally buy Judd Hirsch as, the, as his dad. Oh, absolutely. Even in the beginning when they're playing chess. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and yeah, this is followed up by a extremely '90s moment. Uh, we see that Jeff Goldblum has you know, David has a plan, uh, and the plan is to infect the ships with a computer virus that would shut off their shields for a few minutes. And this That's is because his dad told him to put, uh, put a, a thing on because he'd catch cold. Yeah, and it, and and that was the light bulb moment. Like, oh wait a minute, catch a cold? Ah, oh, wait a minute. So this is where we come up with but yeah, this is like the early putting days, a virus. This is like the early days of like computers and the internet were just like, oh, the internet could do anything. Oh, the vi- yeah, the virus virus Compu- could take care of anything. We're co- we're good. Computers can do anything. Like, yeah, they all work the yeah. same. They all have the same operating yeah. system, and they're made of magic. Yeah, yeah, virus will kill all of them. No big deal. Yeah. So the plan is to fl- to take this ship, fly it up to the mother, fly it up to the mothership. Uh, and infect that sh- and infect that ship of all the virus there, which again works like a hive mind because you know they're all no- no- yeah. the same network. Work like a hive mind would infect all the other ships, in which case all these shields would be shut down and destroyed. Yeah, destroy one, destroy all of them, pretty much. Yeah, just like who's gonna fly this thing? Who's just like I've seen them, I've seen them fly. I can do this. Just like um, I'm I don't pretty think, sure I don't think you're qualified. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure these are not I've, Marine I've Corps seen, issued. I've I've seen a semi truck be operated and maneuvered. Doesn't mean I could drive one. I wouldn't even attempt to try one. I, I wouldn't even attempt to do this. But absolutely <laughs> not. All flying machines work the same. What, what, what's the worst that could happen? Just let Russell Case do it. He'll do anything. But yeah, like you also have like these. I also love the moments like this where just like the Secretary of Defense is just like, you can't be serious. Like you're making a mistake. And Paul was like, the only mistake I made was pointing at this tiny little weasel like you, Secretary of Defense. And now he's he's looking for another job now because he's gonna get he's gonna get canned. And now he's well not not, not gonna get canned. he did he did he did get canned. He got canned, so he he'll be looking for a job and or collecting the unemployment that that probably makes a ton. <laughs> so doing. I, yeah, I think I also love about this like because he's like extreme patriotism. Patriotism. Um, oh yeah. This, this is like the every other country is useless without without America scene. Oh yeah, absolutely. Or like they keep cutting the scene of the the scenes of. Uh, 
or yeah, scenes of other countries being told what to do. It's like America, yeah. especially like the the British soldier, British like America wants to or caravans. Like shit, about time. What do they want to do? Dude, it would not. It would not be like that now. It would not be like that at all. <laughs> but just like, like yeah, fuck like, what America. Fuck what America's doing. We're doing our own shit. Fuck you. Yeah. Again, arrival's the more the more accurate one. Where like China, we're just like you know what? Fuck this. We're doing our thing. But it's more plausible, and that's why yeah. I, I, I twenty five years down the road, and and having seen arrival and having seen that, it's just more plausible because you have to react with a non aggression towards it. You know what I mean? And I think that's why arrival's such a uh, masterpiece in its own way. You know? Yeah. But it was they're gathering uh, volunteers to be pilots. In which case, hey, Randy Quaid, it's my time to shine. Say, like, yep, I'm a, I'm, I'm pi fi pilot. I pilot, I crop dust. I pilot crop dust, and also, uh, you know, I got kidnapped by aliens, and I'd like to, I'd like to give them a little payback. Yeah. Uh, but, but we also get, but before the actual attack, we do get some human moments. First of which, we do, we do see, uh, Steve and Vivica Fox getting married. Jasmine, Steve and Jasmine getting married. Uh, and then we get one of the greatest movie speeches in the history of all time. Oh, I mean, this is the this is your this is your. Uh, my hearts are full. This is your Billy Bob this Thornton is, speech Bob here, Thornton. Brian. Oh. Lights, baby. This is your brave. This, this is your, your brave heart. This is your. This is it. This is the meat and potatoes of the movie right here. This is the President Whitmore's speech. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to yeah. live on. We're going to survive. Today is our Independence Day. Because this is on July 4th. Man, this is great. <laughs> USA. USA. <laughs> I just want to drink a Coke and eat a hot dog, man. This is this is, this is, this is great. Drink, drink a Coke, eat a hot dog, watch some baseball, and engage in light racism. USA. USA. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So the, so the, so the assault is, un, is underway. Uh Steve and David are going up in the ship. We see that maybe this thing isn't as easy to fly as we thought. No, and it was funny because all he does is like take the sticker and flip it flip the other it way because it's like reverses up and up is refer or like yeah, it's, they're completely flip flopped. Does that mean left is right? And right is left? I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, it's point just, is, I mean, point is he can fly it now. Yeah, he's damn good at it too. So. Uh, they go. They go to them. They go to the mothership. They're able to get. They're able to get in. There are no red flags raised by the fact that a ship that's been missing for decades just suddenly returned. Yeah, yeah. Like, dude, this was this was thirty years old. This this we have new models out. It's like, wait a minute, where did this ship come from? <laughs> that's a nineteen sixties model. It's like, huh. uh, so yeah, they they get they get locked in. They're hacking on the ship's computer, and the virus is up has been uploaded. Uh, however, and this is this is the weird thing they do. They have them all shoot shoot this on is the good, yeah. They shoot on the on the UFO. The missiles still don't go anywhere. <laughs> they still get blocked yeah, by the shield. Which is again, this is which is really weird because then yeah, just like, yeah, we'll talk about it after. What, we what happened? About what, it, what, this gets confusing. This gets confusing after. It's like who the hell did what? You know? Yeah, but it's like what we're just like you know. What, hang on, I want to take another shot. But now the shields are down, and it's like, okay, engage, go, 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 go. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, we get again. We do get some, still some pretty sweet dog fighting. 
among that. And we get what ends up uh, amounts to a really exciting climax for a summer blockbuster like this. Because, you know, you oh, have, absolutely. You have uh, Smith, and despite the fact two of the best characters are up in space, not really doing anything. Yeah, I mean, you still have to you, have, you still have to put some action on the on the ground too now. Yeah, yeah. You have a Smith and Goldblum up there. You have the dog fighting. You have everybody in the bunker because the ship is heading to, to them next. Yeah. And if they don't stop this, they're gonna they're gonna be destroyed. Yeah. Uh, and the, and the thing is, they are the thing is the fighters are not causing enough damage to the ship in order in order to make any significant impact. So like they don't they don't know what to do. Yeah. Not to mention, back on the mothership, uh, da- uh, David and Hiller are stuck. Yeah, they're they're stuck, and they've also drawn their shield or their, I guess their, they got their tint the bl- on, the blast, I guess, or the whatever. Blast shield, yeah, the blast shield comes down. So they so so they can't be seen. Yeah. Uh, so they need. So yeah, they get the idea that they need to try and shoot where the where the uh, big beam comes out. And they, they, maybe yeah. that'll do something. However, everyone is out of missiles. Just what like, are the odds of this? What are Wait a minute. Everyone I, I, is out of missiles. I know where this is going to go. Let me let me let me think here. Who wouldn't have a missile right now? Probably Russell Case doesn't have a missile right now. Well, Russell Case does have a missile right now. Wait a minute. So he's going to shoot it. He's going to save the end day. of the movie, right? Absolutely. Or so you think. Okay. Uh, you're gonna put an Armageddon. This is gonna be an Armageddon scene, just, isn't it? It just so happens. Well, that should precede Armageddon. That should Armageddon. That just so happens that it has a missile malfunction. No way. The, the only plane sh- that he's in, the only, the only ship, the only plane, really, and his is the one. The only missile malfunction in the entire goddamn fleet. <laughs> really? He yeah. has a hole in his parachute. Really? <laughs> Come on. But anyways, uh, he decides. You know, like you know what. Tell my kid, tell my kids I love them. <laughs> this is depressing too. That I remember this was depressing too. But but hell yeah, for, on Randy Quaid for being the hero in the situation for once. Hell, dude, and I always loved it because the hero's name is Russell. Thank you very much. Yeah. Guess <laughs> uh, like it's weird. he had like two one-liners back to back. We're just like the world's people, Lord people on my planet, up yours. And then he's yeah. like, he has another one. He's like, oh wait, I got, I got one more. Hello, boys. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> and then yeah. he, he flies into it. The ship blows up, and he's like, he did it. Son of a bitch, he's, did he's, it. He's not coming back. I don't think after that. He's not. He's not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah. He's done. He's he's vapor. He will not. He will not return in event in Avengers Endgame. No, Russell Case will not return. <laughs> Russell Case will not be back. Uh. <laughs> Yeah. And independence the resurgence. Yeah, back on back on the ship. Uh, kind of a kind of a sad moment. Steve, 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 and David kind of just surrender. Just like, yeah, we're we're probably gonna die. But let's smoke our cigars. Let's smoke right those now. cigars, up, man. Yeah, we, we, Absolutely, because that's we, obviously we probably all the way up here. May as well. Uh, but yeah. you, know, you know what? But you know what? Fuck that! Fuck that guy in the computer in the control board. Which I don't know why they didn't do this earlier. They just they just shoot it out. What, okay, you know, I, I guess they didn't know what yeah. was going to happen. But yeah, they just they just they just shoot it out and, and they're free. And now they yeah. got. But yeah, the thing about the about the bomb they're uploading in the mothership is that I think it has a timer. It's only like a thirty second timer. 
It's, it's only 30 seconds, so it doesn't give them a whole lot of time to, to escape, obviously, this explosion or this impending explosion. Yeah, so they, 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 have, they have to get out. Jeff Goldblum does his patented must-go-faster. Will Smith does his, so, pat, does his patented scream. Wait a minute. Are we going to have like one of these like Star, Star Wars moments where the ship barely goes out of the opening? We are, because the ship barely gets out. Uh, and we also find out that yeah. 30 seconds was actually quite generous, because they get out with a pretty good yeah. amount of time left. Yeah, that was like a good minute and a half. They, uh, it must be space seconds. They're a little bit longer. Space, space. Uh, ah, that's space time. <laughs> it's, a little, it's a little longer. This, 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 maybe it was like uh, daylight savings, and they they switched it back. Uh, they got an extra twenty four hours. I don't know how that works. Yeah, pe- people all around the world are. Uh, they've also beaten all the ships, but oh no, they've lost contact with with Captain Hiller and David. Oh my god! It's like oh my god, they're, they're dead. dead. They're like, not coming back, are they? Wait a minute. We, hear, we see something They're in the desert, and we see we see them walk, and Jeff Goldblum's doing he's doing this pimp strut. Did you notice this, dude? I love it, and I, I love like, and then I love how like him and his ex-wife were just like ever since like Hiller got married, they're like back together, like they're like holding hands during the ceremony and stuff. So like they're both getting like macked on by by their yeah. chicks. Well, but again, I also I didn't notice this time. Like Will Smith, of course, is doing his Will Smith thing, but Jeff Goldblum got a little pimp strut yeah. going on. Dude, you give that guy a top hat and a cane because yeah. that's a, that's he got that pimp sweat going. <laughs> the pimp, the pimp game is strong with him. Yeah, we 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 see the fireworks and the movie ends. And yeah, this movie, nineteen ninety six. Not only was it big, it was huge. Huge, Bring, huge. Ra- racking in a total of eight hundred and seventeen point four million dollars worldwide on a seventy five million dollar budget. And even opening weekend at fifty point two and grossing domestically three oh six. I mean, this movie was everywhere. And that summer, I remember it. I I saw it numerous times. I saw it probably three or four times, easily in the theater. I think I saw it maybe two or three times that opening weekend. I think I went. I think it came out July first, a, a, a sneak showing. And I saw it in the second. And I saw it right around Fourth of July. Uh, the movie was just. I, I had the figures. Um, just just everything about this movie. I mean, it just it, it'll stick with me. The summer of ninety six. Just kind of remember that and. Um, it was a, it's what you call a summer blockbuster, man. It, it was a, it was a great time to be alive, and um, yeah. definitely just a fun film. I think aged well enough. Twenty five years later, I think this is still a fun movie. Yeah, it was the highest question movie of of, of 1996 by a mile. I wasn't even close. What was the second one? Curiosity. Twi- Twister. We only made four ninety four. Twister's a damn good one too. But yeah, this movie. I mean, yeah. There's a reason why this movie obviously was number one. Yeah, it was huge. Yeah. Uh, I think this is the epitome of popcorn dumb fun absolutely really? this i mean the mid 90s and i think we'll go back to this a lot as we review more and more of these movies but th- this was the yearly spectacle the summerly spectacle every summer there was that movie you had to go see uh, and this was one of them this was the one in 96 uh independence they owned 96 yeah i remember the first time i watched it was on it was on i actually first watched it on television which is Oh my lord! It's, it's, it's even it's even longer that way. But even that, I, I still, oh my I still loved it. My mom, my yeah. mom got me the my mom got me the DVD. Um, yeah. I, I remember seeing like, like they had they had it on VHS. My, my, my family had it on VHS. But like, what's Independence Day? We're just like, oh, we're, like it's on yeah. TV. Let's let's watch it right now. I'm like, okay, Man, cool, let's watch I it. Wish... And then like my mom, like it was, it was I think oh six the special the special edition DVD came out. And so yeah. my mom got it for me, and then yeah, I've, I've been a fan. Uh, I wish, been a fan wish you could have seen it when when I saw it, man. I mean, I've, I've seen it, yeah. I've seen it in theaters since. I, oh I mean, yeah, yeah. I've I mean, just it say it's a yeah. few times since actually. I yeah, I think yeah. that 
if it's in a theater during fourth during like July time, I will go and watch it because I think it's again this is a super fun movie. I I really oh, yeah. I really enjoy it. Not great, but I think the epitome of a big dumb like I said, bit, epitome oh, of a big is... dumb popcorn blockbuster. Absolutely. And yeah, uh, Will Smith uh, this catapulted him into leading men's ass, catapulted him into being a box office draw, and sing oh. and this movie almost single-handedly made him one of the biggest stars of the 90s, one of the biggest stars of his era. Yeah, right, but I mean, obviously I think Carrie, but I mean in the 90s pretty good too, though, but yeah, definitely Will Smith for action films, absolutely. It was like every year he was he was in something. Like one of those guys were in a movie come out well, like, in the summertime. For, like, for, for the longest time, like July was his month. Yeah, because like you had, what, literally nine, like, a year later, Men in Black came out in 97. Yeah. Like, but and like, then uh, what did he have after? Uh, Wild Wild West, I think. Oh, Wild Wild West was 99, yeah. That's the first movie I walked out of. Yeah. Movie that was so bad. Yeah, but then you have Men in, like, Men in Black 2, Bad Boys 2, I, Robot. I think all, I think all their... Bad Boys. Most of these did come out in July, because July, for the longest time, was like the Will Smith month. And yeah. I think that ended with... Last one was Men in, was Men in Black 3. That one came out in July. No, that was May. Shit. Yeah, because I was gonna say, I Am Legend was was fall. I remember there was like a November release or something, October, November release, or I, I September. Think, uh, yeah, I Am Legend was that was this, it was a fall no, release, December. December, okay. Yeah, yeah so yeah, the, the last one would have been then um, Hancock. Well, that came out in July. Oh my God, Hancock! That was uh, what two thousand nine. Yeah. Oh, oh eight. Oh eight. <sighs> or oh eight. Yeah. Okay, I remember it was close to that. Yeah, I remember that summer movie. That's Charlie Starr and Bateman. Yeah, wow, that's crazy. But yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, that's gonna do it for us here. Uh, Russ, want to get our plugs where we head out? Yeah, Notorious by Chance is the Facebook group where we put up uh, polls for you guys to vote on. You guys voted for this one, so uh, we had fun, obviously, reminiscing about this film. You guys can also find us on YouTube. Same, uh, same thing. Notorious by Chance. And uh, you find my Twitter is gonna be Chance one underscore ninety one. Check the nutrition mode on where I compete. Uh, most spectacular is this weekend. If you're not, if you haven't, if you haven't already, you're gonna be in the area. Get your tickets. And yeah, thank you for listening. We will see you next time. <laughs>